The biggest games. Racky for three, got it to go. The most compelling stories. Three of the former players said sons were on this uh, particular Monroe team. The area's best high school sports coverage. Throws it down with two hands, the whole hoop is shaking. That's a 10, that's a 10, baby. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app and Wisconsin On Demand. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Tonight, we have the Lake Mills Elcats in town, tussling with the Crusaders of Edgewood. They're actually right across the street from the Everlight Solar Studio here in Madison at Bree Stevens Field. Both of these teams are 1-1 one one on the year with still a lot to prove in the Capital Conference. A place that has nothing to prove though is Zimbraconda as for nearly 50 years Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Hello again, folks. My name is Riley Yauk. Special thanks to Alex Cravat, Chuck Stanger, and I believe it's Ryan Wollersheim helping run the show with audio and video. Then, of course, Hunter Vaughn and the man, the myth, the dean, Dennis Semrau. They will be on the call tonight. I know last week I caught him, speaking of the Dean, a little off guard. Hopefully I'm not jumping the gun this week, too, as we will once again get this show started with the Canopy Wealth Management Keys to Success. This is the Prep Mania Game Plan, presented by Canopy Wealth Management. Plan for your future with Canopy Wealth Management. Visit canopy-wealth.com. Hello, Dennis. How you doing tonight? Hey, all right, Riley. How you doing? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. It's a good right night. Right across the street. I know. <laughs> I, w- I can almost see you through the walls here in the Everlight Solar Studio in Madison. But as you know, Dennis, conference play has begun specifically here tonight in the Capital Conference. I'm going to start with Lake Mills. They finished fourth last season, went 6-3, and three, and ended up being bounced by fellow Capital member Lodi, the Blue Devils, in the playoffs. What do they have to do tonight? to get this year's conference slate started off on the right foot? Well, number one is establish the run. Lake Mills uh, graduated a lot of seniors from last year. They've got uh, a returning starter ever at left tackle, Tommy Cassidy, so they'll probably be running a lot left behind him. Um, they need to limit uh, Edgewood's big plays. Edgewood normally, their offense has been pretty wide open. Mm. Even though Edgewood has to replace all their skill players, they're still looking for their big plays. And uh, actually, I'm, I'm looking at Edgewoods. I'm excuse me. <laughs> that's number <laughs> hey, two. Good. No that's worries. Two. I, I was going to go to Matt Stenbrunner. Well, that's for Edgewood. Uh, number three is uh, to uh, take care of the football. No turnovers. Uh, usually, the team that wins a turnover battle uh, wins. You know, three zero, two to one. In the last couple of weeks, that hasn't been true. Uh, the team with more turnovers seems to have been able to pull pull the plug on the other team, but not tonight. So, yeah, you, you've got to be able to establish the run to uh, limit the big plays uh, for Edgewood and then, again, take care of the football. 
Okay, yeah, I remember I was following, obviously I follow Milton a little more closely as my alma mater. Oh, I believe, you bet. Yeah, you, you know it. I, uh, yep. I believe they forced like three or four turnovers last week against Parker and still got absolutely demolished in that game. But moving on to Edgewood, even if you gave a little teaser already, yep. they had a very similar situation to the Cats last year, also going 6-3 and three before losing to a conference foe, this time Lakeside Lutheran, in the playoffs. How are the Crusaders going to attack Lake Mills and get off to their own 1-0 start in conference play tonight? Well, they want to, first of all, they want to establish the run. Uh, they've run for 100 yards a game so far. Last year was about 111, but uh, their passing yards a little bit down. So they want to establish the run. Again, all new skill players. Anybody mm-hmm. who caught a pass, who rushed last year, the quarterbacks all graduated. So uh, it's kind of a, a new uh, you know, Edgewood team we're looking forward to. to to, to show us some big plays like they have. They want to mm-hmm. limit Lake Mills' big plays because of Matt Stenbrot, who I mentioned, mm-hmm. who's uh, going to be going to Syracuse. He is a, a player that's never going to leave the field. So uh, they said they want to know where he is. Number three, mm-hmm. nowhere big play, tight end, outside linebacker. Matt Stenbrotter is on the field, on offense, on defense. If he's bringing the water out, you want to know about it. Yeah. So uh, he's that kind of guy. He's uh, This week he's our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, a very well-spoken young man. And uh, I look for great things for him in college. But for right now, he's uh, one of the best players in the area and in the state. Okay, we'll definitely be watching for him as well as Edgewood. Thank you very much, Dennis. Best of luck with the call tonight. All right, thanks a lot. That was your Canopy Wealth Management Keys to Success as at Canopy Wealth Management. They take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits a generic mold, and neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. That's canopy-wealth.com. We're going to step aside here for a quick break. When we come back, you will hear from the aforementioned Matt Steinbrotten of Lake Mills as the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Welcome back to Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And now you've heard it mentioned a few times, so we're not going to waste any more time. Here is your UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. Our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete, Matt Stenbrom yeah. from Lake Mills High School. Lake Mills High School. Three-sport athlete. Yep, basketball, football, and track. Do you have a favorite? Football. What do you like about football? Being underneath the Friday Night Lights, definitely. Now when you go to college, that's going to be Saturdays, right? Yep, Saturday in the Dome. In the Dome. Now you were recruited by a number of schools. What made Syracuse special? I'd say just between the atmosphere of the games and then the coaching staff really all put it together when I went on my visit. Now you were out in June, what, on the 22nd, 24th. You got the offer on the 23rd. Yes. And then how long did it take you to make that decision? I think it was four days. Four days it took me and then went home, talked to the family and my brother, and then decided to make the commitment. Now, so football, you're a tight end, wide receiver, and an outside linebacker. Correct. That's what you'll be playing in college, most likely? I'll just be playing linebacker. Linebacker? Yes. And then uh, basketball forward? 
Yup, the big man. The, the big man. Now you're also in track, uh, what do you like about track? How you put your speed from football to track definitely correlates. So yeah, just running sprints, being with the guys, working with a relay team, because that definitely correlates from track to football being a team sport. How important is it for you to be a three-sport athlete to have those other sports? You know, they're, they're talking now, you know, a lot of parents or coaches will say, oh, you gotta focus, mm -hmm. you wanna go to college. Yeah your proof that you can get a scholarship playing three sports. Yeah, I, I could definitely say that college coaches look at not just the one sport you play, but the versatility between all three sports. So it's definitely something that college coaches like when they look and recruit a player. Are you a captain in any sports? I am. I was a captain in basketball, and I will be in a captain this year for senior football. Other school activities, you're part of a leadership council? I am, or have yeah. Been, yeah. That's from all sports coming together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was it for you to be asked to be part of that? What did that mean to you? I mean, that did mean a lot because that was when I was going to be a junior, and that was great to see that the coaches thought I was a leader then. You think back in your time here at Lake Mills, you like that where you were as a freshman to now heading off to college next year. What kind of impact has this school had on you? What do you remember the most? I never thought I'd be in this position as a freshman, but I am now. So I'd say the school and the community definitely had a big part on who I am now. And then the help from family and friends definitely made an impact as well. You think of all the hard knocks you've gone through. What's your advice for freshmen, somebody coming in going wide-eyed, yeah. you know, like here, a freshman out here for football for their first week of practice? I mean, stick to a plan, stick to a routine, make sure you're eating and stretching right, getting in the weight room and just studying plays and then give it your best and do what you can do. Well, this is Matt Stenbroden from Lake Mills High School, our ESPN UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. Good luck and I uh, hope you have a great senior year. Thank you, Dennis. Congratulations once again to the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Matt Steinbratton of Lake Mills High School. This kid seems legit. Very much looking forward to watching him tonight. As for over 90 years, UW Credit Union has helped Wisconsinites achieve their financial goals at every stage of life, offering great rates for greater possibilities. Join today at uwcu.org. UW Credit Union is proud to support all the area's student-athletes. Make sure to listen every week to hear who the student-athlete of the week is. We're going to take a short break. When we return, I will let you know what's happening in football around the area. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Your Honda gets you everywhere. Follow me, everything is alright. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. Welcome back to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I love this song, by the way. It is great. But now it is time to take you around the greater Madison-ish area, let you know what's happening in high school football tonight. Starting in the Big 8 Conference, Madison West 0-2, hosting the undefeated, only 2-0 though, Janesville Craig. Madison East at Verona, the Wildcats hosting that one. Janesville Parker, the Vikings, again defeated my Milton last week. They'll be hosting Madison Memorial. And then Middleton clashes with Madison LaFollette. By the way, all of these games are starting at 7 p.m. No weird start times tonight, which is great. Then moving on to the Badger Large, Milton, go Redhawks! 1-1, one one. they're taking on their fellow 1-1 one one team, the Oregon Panthers. That game is in Oregon. Sun Prairie East on the road, up north, north of Madison, that is, to play the Wanakee Warriors. And then Sun Prairie West takes on the Goslings of Watertown. 
Moving on to the Badgers small, the Vikings of Stoughton clash with the Silver Eagles of Monona Grove. Mount Hora Barneveld, you saw them for about three quarters last week. They match up with DeForest, the Norskis tonight. And finally, Portage will collide with the Sauk Prairie Eagles. Then we have one Badger crossover event. So I believe you have Fort Atkinson. They're one and one. The Blackhawks, they're in the Badger small. They will be battling the Beaver Dam Beavers, who are in the Badger large, if I am correct. That could be flipped. I will fact check myself later for halftime. That game is on 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam, if you'd care to take a listen. Moving on to the Capital Conference. The Columbus Cardinals will be on the road against Bigfoot. Lake Mills versus Edgewood. Y'all already know about that one. That matchup is right here on 100.5 ESPN. And finally, Lodi, the Blue Devils. They lock horns with Lakeside Lutheran tonight. Then we have the Eastern Suburban Conference. That's a new one I've seen on here. You have Marshall on the road against Horicon Hustisford. Never heard of that school. I'll have to look them up. I'll give you a mascot at half. And finally, in the Rock Valley Conference, Evansville. They will clash with Edgerton, the Crimson Tide. Chew Town. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on air, but that's what we call Edgerton in Milton. And finally, the Cheesemakers of Monroe will face off with the Spartans of McFarland. Actually, funny story, I met the quarterback, or my friend met the quarterback of the McFarland Spartans a few days ago at Culver's. Completely irrelevant, but we'll see how McFarland does tonight. They have had a rough go of it here early on. And that will just about do it for my portion of the pregame show. When we return, we will be at Bree Stevens Field in the booth with Hunter Vaughn and the Dean, Dennis Semrau. They will take you from there. My name is Riley Auk. I will see you at halftime. You are listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm Hunter Vaughn, and you know who I'm here alongside at Bree Stevens Field. It's the man, the myth, the legend, the dean of area high school sports, Mr. Dennis Sumrau, as we are going to be bringing you Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbra Conda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbra Conda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market, for a new Honda or a used Honda. Visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Dennis, we've got the Edgewood Crusaders and they're hosting the Lake Mills L-Cats tonight. Both teams sitting at one and one on the year. Both of them got wins in week one, but then you have the Edgewood Crusaders. They lost to number two ranked St. Mary's Springs and then for the L-Cats of Lake Mills. They lost last week to the number three team in the state, the Cedar Grove Belgium squad. So Dennis, what should we expect out of the both of these one and one teams tonight? Well, last year the final score was Edgewood 49, Lake Mills 35. So I like to think it's gonna be a shootout. But a lot of new, a lot of young players on both teams. Edgewood, as we spoke earlier, has to replace their entire, all their skill position, their, their running backs, receivers, nobody is back who caught a pass or 
ran for a yard last year. And then you look at uh, Lake Mills is starting a freshman quarterback, Tyler Wolene, had uh, 271 uh, yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions so far. So he's off to a good start. But uh, both teams will be kind of feeling each other out, I think, here in the first quarter, which has been pretty much par. We have been a lot of points. Second quarter, look to see who, who makes that first big play and kind of takes over here. Uh, right now, it's uh, the sun's just about setting over here on Breeze Stevens. So some team's going to be looking into the sun, fielding, uh, trying to catch passes and whatever. And once that goes down, it'll be even Stevens. Again, it is the Edgewood Crusaders hosting the Lake Mills Cats here from Breeze Stevens Field in downtown Madison. We've got the national anthem coming up, and when we come back, we're going to have Capital Conference football tonight right here on Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Win or lose. We're going to walk out of the stadium tonight with our heads held high. That is amazing. Wow. What a game. Oh, my. Unbelievable. One more for the record books. Nothing's going to stop us now. And the buzzer knocks it down. Pick is up. Yes. He made it. Yes. Reverse layup is good with five seconds left. Put six on my staff. First title in program history. Being an in-state kid, everything that I wanted in the school was right at home. Every coach has a toolbox, and every tool is from another coach. Camaraderie, feel to hang out with each other and be together. Takes it all the way for the touchdown, led by a future Badger. I'm very excited for this kid because he is brilliant. What an absolute javelin toss. He's going to throw a jump pass and complete it for the two-point conversion to Hawk. I mean, we can see a lot of offense. Put the explanation point on it. And the buzzer! Do your best. Thank you so much for all you guys do for high school sports. Guys, I got goosebumps. That's all anybody can ask for. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. It is Capital Conference football kicking off tonight. We'll have the Edgewood Crusaders kicking off to the Lake Mills Elcats from right to left, right on your radio dials here on ESPN Madison. The Lake Mills Elcats, the visiting team in all white uniforms on the right side of their helmets. They'll have their numbers in blue with gold outlines and then blue numbers on the jerseys and all white pants. As for the Edgewood Crusaders, they'll have white helmets. They've got the block Rune E on the right side of their helmets with their numbers on the left, and then black jerseys, gold numbers with white trim, and all gold pants. And the opening kickoff is away. It's an end-over-end kick taken at the 15, then cutting over to the near side. Spinning away from a tackler was Stenbrotten, and then he was brought down close to the 35-yard line where the freshman quarterback Tyler Woline will start on offense with the Cats on the season. He's completed 10 of 28, 271 yards, and four touchdowns. But, Dennis, he's also run the ball for 80 yards in two games. Yeah, you like those quarterbacks and can uh, beat you with your feet, you know, win with your feet or with the arms, not beat you if you're on the other side. But, uh, yeah, it was a 27-yard return there for Stenbrotten. 
who will not leave the field. Uh, one of his coaches told me, unless uh, he's in trouble, he'll probably even go get water for his teammates. Tyler Wolleen will start in the pistol. Two receivers to his left, single receiver to the right. It's a handoff on first down up the middle to number 22, Cooper Murphy. He's brought down for a no gain on the play. Yeah, we had number 50, Jackson Fitzmiller, the nose guard in there, and uh, uh, Joby Silvestri, one of the, his dad's one of the coaches, also on sidelines for the Badgers on Saturdays. Um, dad told me, yeah, Scott told me that uh, pretty young uh, Edgewood team, but uh, he likes what they've uh, seen on defense. He's the D coordinator, so a lot of good young players to work with, but uh, Fitzmiller, I uh, mentioned, is a three-year starter. He's the heart and soul of that defensive line. Wolleen into the shotgun on second down. A chin-high snap, nearly loses it, gets it off to Cooper, though. Cooper runs into a defender close to the 45 and then is pushed backwards, but they'll give him that forward progress about two yards short of the first down. Cooper Murphy. It just sounds like a football name, doesn't it? Is he going to make our all-name team, Dennis? I don't know. I don't know. It, it sounds like a good name, but there's no... What, you need that punch, tw- punch th- Yeah, right. But uh, Cooper, that's, that's a good name. Picked up, uh, wow, seven on that play. It'll be third down and two for the L-Cats going from left to right. Wolleen in the pistol, receiver to each side of the formation. Chest high snap, giving it to Cooper again, but he's met in the backfield and brought down for a loss of one on the play. And that was number 18, Aiden Fickle, the 6'3", 203-pound sophomore. And if you're in the Madison area or even really in the state of Wisconsin and that name sounds a little familiar, yes, Aiden is the son of Badger's new head coach, Luke Fickle. One of two twins, Ashton and Aiden. Ashton starts uh, defensive line, Aiden uh, defensive back. Actually an outside linebacker slash defensive back. So it'll be fourth down and four with 9.40 left to go here in the first quarter. Wolleen in the gun. Knee-high snap, pump fakes. He's going to drop back. He's going to fire deep down the left side of the field for Sten Broughton. But that's too far over his head, incomplete. And it's a turnover on downs to start the game off for the L-Cats. And wondering why they probably didn't go for it. Well, so far their punter's averaging 22 yards a kick. So you're at uh, just uh, almost near the 45. Well, why not go for it? Big play, but good double coverage there. Uh, safety was over there to make sure Stenbrod didn't get free. And we're going to see a lot of that double coverage, I'm going to guess, from this Crusaders defense tonight, Dennis. Again, if you are listening to the pregame show, Matthew Stenbrotten, the senior, he's going to go play linebacker at Syracuse next year. Very good player. Edgewood really wants to try and shut him down. Sophomore Gannon Bagstad is the quarterback, and he'll hand it off on first down up the middle to Cade Patterson. So pickup of five on first down. Yeah, Gannon had a good has had a good start. Uh, two hundred eighty-four yards, two touchdowns, and he's also rushed nine times. But uh, most of his are short carries. Doesn't look like he's going to be a, a big factor in the run game. But we'll see what happens. Uh, first two games non-conference. Teams kind of fill each other out, and they try to save something for conference season. A lot of times, that first game, you might see some things you didn't see the last uh, two weeks. 
Bagstad on second down will be in the shotgun. He'll have two receivers to each side. He's going to bring Charles into motion from the left to right. He'll drop back to pass, looking down the right side of the field, and that is nearly intercepted. Tried to get that to A.J. Charles, who was coming into motion, and the defensive back, Dom Kelly that time, thought he had an interception right in his hands, but Charles doing a great job defending that potential interception. Right, that's where the receiver was the defender, and the defender was the receiver, it looked like, in that play. And there was a flag on the play. Oh, they call pass interference. So it's going to be and, pick up a 15 here at the high school level, automatic first down. And I don't believe that was on Dom Kelly no, that wasn't. time. I think what happened, and it threw the timing off that time, was one of the defenders held up onto Charles as the ball got into the air, and that's why the timing was off, and he had to just kind of dive at the ball to try and break up that potential interception. So it'll be a first down and 10. Ball is at the 25 going from right to left. Bagstad gets the chest high snap, gives it off to the right side to Patterson, and he's met at the line of scrimmage and stood up. No gain on first down to bring up a second down and 10. Look like 56 Cassidy in on the play. Um, returning starter for Lake Mills Elkats. Two-way player. They've got uh, eight players are playing both ways here for Elkats. Uh, and uh, as the sun is setting here, that's not going to be a factor. Last week with those 90-degree temperatures when we were down in Stoughton, I think, would have been. But these guys are conditioned, so they should be able to play. Uh, should be in the uh, low 70s here by uh, the end of the game. Which will definitely be much better than what the temperatures should be tomorrow here in oh, Madison. Tell me. As it's a second down handoff back to Patterson. He takes it up the middle, lowers his shoulder into the defense, and he'll pick up four on second down. Bring up a third down and six for the Crusaders. 7.40 remaining here in the first quarter. We are scoreless here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. As it was a turnover on downs to start things off for the Cats of Lake Mills. Now the Edgewood Crusaders on their first drive of the game have a third down and six. Aiden Fickle now in at quarterback. Empty backfield brings his brother Ashton into motion from right to left. Aiden takes the snap. He's going to go forward, lowers his shoulder into a defender, and if he got a yard, he'll be lucky on third down, and that will bring up a fourth down and probably six again. Something to keep an eye on. Um, Aiden, was, uh, Coach Norris said, was going to get some reps tonight as the backup quarterback. Uh, he had completed one pass, and he ran actually five times for 18 yards so far. And, and a has tutter. a touchdown this year. So uh, yeah, that will be one thing to keep an eye on here. It's fourth down and six. The offense is going to stay out for the Crusaders. Bagstad back in at quarterback, the 5'11 sophomore, with 284 yards passing on the season. He's going to roll out to the near side, looking to throw, still looking, has time, and now he'll take off and try and get something. And he gets shoved out of bounds. We'll have to see where they spot this. But it looks like from the way the LCAT's defense was celebrating, it's going to be a turnover on downs, and it is. So, Dennis, we've got back-to-back turnover on downs for both teams here early on. You know, we mentioned it at the beginning of the broadcast last year this was a 49 to 35 game 
that Edgewood ended up winning. In that game, we had a 90-yard kick return touchdown, an 80-yard run, a 90-yard run, and a 48-yard pass for a touchdown. And right now, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to match that. So we've got 626 to go in the first. We have one first down. It was by penalty. <laughs> so that tells you all you need to know early. Looking like a Big Ten West battle so far in the first quarter. As the handoff on first down picks up about two. That's a Cooper again. It's going to be a heavy dose of Cooper Murphy in the two games to coming into tonight. Ran the ball 42 times for 304 yards and two touchdowns. He was averaging seven yards a carry coming into tonight. And the Cats slightly go up-tempo on offense. They all have the play call sheet on their wristbands, so they get the signals from the sideline. Second down, nearly a bobbled snap again. Throw to the near side to Kelly. Kelly has it close to the first down. He's met by a trio of Crusaders, and it'll be about two yards short of the first down. Bring up third down and two. Dom Kelly had a huge play earlier in the season. He had a Came into tonight one catch, but it was for 76 yards, and that was a touchdown. That yeah, was a big, big play. Four Crusaders around at number 10. Uh, Joby uh, Silvestri was right at the bottom of the pile, got helped up by his teammates. But uh, I like that gang tackling early for Edge, where the really, uh, defense is really going hard to the ball. Five minutes remaining in the first quarter. Wolene again will be in the pistol. He's going to have two receivers to his left. Left Rudabush wide left with Kelly slot left, and he'll fire it over to Kelly on the screen. Kelly trying to make a man miss. Might be a oh, – and he breaks the tackles. He's across midfield being chased down. He's down to the 30 and then finally brought down near the 25. I thought there was going to be a face mask penalty, but they didn't call it. So it'll be a huge gain for Don Kelly. And, hey, Dennis, no broadcaster's curse. I just said he had that huge play earlier in the year. Yeah, Did Don Kelly gets another big play tonight? That's a big one right there for them, just when they needed it. Third and fourth, yeah. 28. So it looks like we're at about the 30, inside the 30. Yeah. It'll be the 26 yeah. now for the Cats. is there again going from left to right. Wolene looks back to the sideline for an audible. I think it was about a 46-yard completion on that play. The Cats have three receivers to the right, single receiver to the left, and there will be a timeout called on the field the first time out of the game with 406 left to go here in the first quarter as this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. It's also brought to you by the GRB Academy. Baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be a part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 square foot weight room. Personal lessons are available year-round with over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players. GRB led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. So, Dennis, there was some confusion there after the big play from the LCATs on offense. So is this just kind of a... 
message from the coach, head coach Tyler Huber. Just calm down, guys. We got a big play. We started to get moving. Let's just relax here. We still have a lot of game to go. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I might have said it was a water break, but they don't need a water break in this mm-hmm. one. First down and 10 at the 26. A high snap, play action, roll out to the near side for Wolene. Wolene fires, has a completion yes, to Sten Broughton, and Sten Broughton's into the end zone for the first touchdown of the game. 3.58 left to go in the first quarter as it was a completion to Matthew Sten Broughton for the 26 yard touchdown pass. He's wearing number one for a reason. He is number one player on the team. <laughs> and, of course, you go to your go-to guy when you need it. Two big pass plays back-to-back and torch the uh, Edgewood defense there. Make some adjustments, I'm sure, next time around. But uh, got Sten brought open in space, and uh, he's a load to bring down. Levesque's extra point was a sideways spinning kick, but it goes through the uprights and good. 7 to nothing is our score. 3.58 remaining here in the first quarter as we'll take a timeout as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Seven to zero, our score with 3.58 remaining in the first quarter it was officially a 27 yard touchdown catch for the senior matthew stenbrotten and dennis i think this is a good time to address it since we had that one yard discrepancy if you're watching on espn madison's youtube you'll see that there are no hash marks in the middle of the field we can just see the ones here on the sideline so sometimes it's a little bit of a guess while we're here at Bree Stevens Field Plus to we get the wanna, yards. We don't have a scoreboard for them to yes. tell us the yard and down. So we're guessing that was a four-play, 78-yard drive, 228 off the clock. Uh, two big pass plays, 45 and 27 yards. Levesque with the squib kick. And that's picked up at the five, taking ahead up the middle. Runs into a defender at the 30 and brings it down to the 32-yard line of Edgewood. So it was Will Kelly who picked up the re- the ball for the return. Yeah, so we're going to start out here at the uh, 35. A good place uh, for Edgewood to start here with uh, 3.52 to go. And now time for the Crusaders to answer back. Bagstad will be in the pistol. He's got Patterson directly behind him. Two receivers to each side of the formation. Claps his hands, gets the snap, gives it to Patterson. Patterson up the middle and runs into some defenders and falls forward. Rudebush and Stenbrotten on the tackle that time for the L-Cats. That's a good one-two punch. They'll give him four yards on that first down carry. Make it second down and six. Bagstad looks over to the far sideline to get the play. He'll stay in the pistol, but he'll have his two receivers to the right, single to the left, and it's again Patterson up the middle. Patterson gets through the first line of defense across midfield before he's finally brought down. Tell you number six, uh, what was that, Uh, Glenecki? Uh, their safety made a touchdown-saving tackle. One more step, and uh, he was gone. 
So we've seen a lot of handoffs up the middle to Cade Patterson, the junior running back for the Crusaders, and that's really what they like to do on offense, pound the rock up the middle and then get that defense looking inside before they start trying to hit some screens and deep throws on the outside. Bagstad on first and 10, knee-high snap. They're going to go an option to the right, pitches it off to Patterson. Patterson turns upfield. He's across the 45 before he's brought down at the 42. So it'll be another gain of six on first down to bring up second down and four. 2.20, time left on the first quarter clock. Yeah, we just picked up their first first down on that previous play. See if we can get a little offense going here. Bagstad in the gun. He's got his running back flanking him to the right, and it'll be a handoff to Port. And Port takes it and turns up field. There is a flag down. He was close to the first down. Picked up about three, but we've got a hold going against the Crusaders. That'll back them up. That was Holden Port, Holden and Ryland brothers on the team. You know, Dennis, I'm going to be honest. I have Ryland Port on my roster here. Didn't put it together that they might potentially be related as well. Actually, four (laughs) sets of brothers for Edgewood. The Ports, Ryland and Holden. The Apters, Henry and George. The Fickles, we talked about Aiden and Ashton. And the Kratz brothers, Tanner and Dylan. And then, of course, Coach Silvestri, Scott, his son, Joby's on the team, so it's a family Edgewood affair. And talk about football as a family. Well, they really take it seriously at Edgewood. After the penalty, it'll be second down and thirteen. Ball is at Edgewood's own forty-nine yard line as they go from right to left. Three receivers to the right, single receiver to the left. They'll pass here on second down. Throw across the middle has a completion to Charles. Charles has enough for the first down as he's inside the thirty-five and down to the thirty-three yard line of the L Cats. First down now for the Crusaders. Yeah, nice uh, lefty there. He's got that. Uh... I grew up rooting Kenny Stabler for the Raiders, the left-handed quarterback. Yeah, don't see a lot of them, but nice pass right across the middle. It was uh, just a good uh, slant route, and he was open. See, I was going to go down. Badger legend Alan Everidge with Ooh, lefty. Oh, no, let's not go there. <laughs> that one. It's a knee-high snap on first down as they give it to Port up the middle. And Port is stopped for maybe a gain of a half yard on first down. We're inside a minute left to go in the first quarter. 7-0 our score. The Lake Mills L-Cats on top of the Edgewood Crusaders. The Crusaders break their huddle. Bagstad directing Holden Port. His portal goes slot left. He's got two receivers to his left as Bagstad, three receivers to the right. They'll pass here on second down. That throw is too high over the head of his intended receiver, Henry Apter, incomplete to make it third down and 10 with 23 seconds remaining in this opening quarter. You know, Dennis, we talked about him in the pregame. 
here off air. I'm a big fan of these Edgewood uniforms. I know you're not necessarily with the well, big the, block numbers. The numbers, but yeah. But I think these black jerseys with the gold numbers yeah. mixed with that maroon accent on the helmets just looks so slick for Edgewood. Pretty Third sure. down and 10. Bagstad throws to the near side. He's got a completion. It's going to be close to a first down. And he threw that and this time connected with Henry Apter, the 5'9 senior wide receiver. And they will give the Crusaders of Edgewood a first down. And the clock continues to run as we're inside five seconds. And Edgewood will let this run down. So after one quarter of action, seven to nothing, our score here at Bree Stevens Field, the L Cats of Lake Mills lead the Edgewood Crusaders, but the Crusaders are marching as they're down close to the red zone. And we're gonna take a quick break as we'll be back for the second quarter of action as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Your Honda gets you everywhere. When- Seven to nothing, our score here on Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And the L Cats scoring first on a 27 yard Matt Stenbrotten touchdown pass. Bagstad gets the low snap, fires to the near side quickly to Charles. Charles tries to turn up field. He's met by a trio of L Cats. Maybe picks up two on first down. That was uh, Glenecki on the uh, tackle. Uh, starting safety. So it'll be second down and 10, as they'll actually give him no gain on that first down screen. Yeah, ran it to. Uh, Jacob Orensoggi, a former center All-State player for Wanakee, who's now a line coach for Lake Mills uh, before the game. The handoff on first down, or second down, excuse me, to Patterson. He falls forward, picks up a couple. And I was going to say, leading it to um, one of my former favorite players for Edgewood was uh, Charlie Clark. He's in the two-deep at tackle at Vanderbilt. Wow. So you got to keep an eye. You see an SEC game out there. you get got an Edgewood guy playing down there. So, uh, and I'm going to guess, you know, playing at Vanderbilt, he's just a little smart. Oh, very, yes. <laughs> he was one of my uh, UW Credit Union Student Athletes of the Week when he was a senior. The number of connections you have, Dennis, I'm, just I'm, it always amazes I'm, me, and it shouldn't yeah, at this point. Oren Sogi was a profile, but that was before I started working for ESPN. Bagstad on third down, fired to the right, wanted Paulus, but it was over his head. And incomplete. It'll be fourth down and nine for the Crusaders. So the Crusaders on both of their drives have been able to get into Lake Mills territory, get the ball moving, but they just haven't been able to quite get into field goal range or scoring position as they trail again seven to nothing in the second quarter. We've got ten twenty-three remaining in this yeah. first half. They say the red zone twenty and then can't quite get to the red zone where they can Okay, make that final push here, but we'll see what happens on this one. 
Love it. Go for it, Coach uh, Jesse Norris. Fourth and nine, and they'll go for it, will the Crusaders. They're going to pass. Looking to the left is Bagstad. Now he'll roll out to the right. He's chased down from behind. Maybe got a yard, but it will be a turnover on down. That was Max Rudabush there on the stop for the L-Cats. His job was to watch the quarterback, and he had he had zeroed in on him as soon as Bagstad took off. He was right on his trail, and good uh, form tackle. And uh, ball goes over and downs again to Lake Mills. Well, Lake Mills, this will be their third drive of the game, their first drive. They went four and out as they turned it over on downs. But then the next drive, they marched down the field and had a 27-yard touchdown pass to give them their 7 to nothing lead. Wolene will be in the gun. He'll have two receivers to his right, nobody over to the left side. It's a handoff to Murphy, and Murphy stopped in the backfield. He'll lose about a yard on the play. That was number five, Tanner Krantz. There on the stop, the 6'3", 187-pound junior defensive lineman, excuse me, senior defensive lineman. Yeah, he and uh, Ashton, I think, uh, have been uh, bouncing back and forth at that defensive end spot. Ashton Fickle. 9.35 remaining in the quarter. We have a whistle before the snap. The Hellcats wanted to start bringing somebody into motion. And that'll be an illegal procedure penalty for the Hellcats. So that'll back them up. Dennis, we thought the offenses were going to start getting going. We thought we were going to get something a little closer here in the towards the end of that first quarter to that 49-35 shootout that we saw last year from these two teams. But now with the penalty backing up the LCATs, the offense is starting to sputter again. Second down and long. Wolene pump fakes. He's going to fire deep down the middle of the field for Rudabush, and that is incomplete. There on the coverage was Paulus. Pass kind of hung up there, and the receiver had a stop in his tracks. Defender right there. Uh, there was no way the play was going to be completed. Timing just a little bit off on that route, I think. So it'll be third down and about, and it'll be third down and 16. I was just about to say about 15, but it'll be third down and 16 for the Cats as they go from right to left. The Cats offense again, looking over to the near sideline to get their play. Wolene will be in the pistol. He'll have two receivers to his right with Rudabush wide right and Kelly slot right. He'll hand it off on third down up the middle to Murphy. Murphy spinning away from one tackle, and then he's brought down at the 21. This will bring out the punting unit. We'll see our first punt of the game, Brock Levake. He does the kicking and punting, the six-foot sophomore for the LCATs, averaging 22 yards a punt here yeah. in the early going of the season. Yeah, you want to flip the field, but he hasn't shown much. And another short punt, taken just short of midfield. And that's taken on the near side by Paulus, and then he is met and hit hard by an LCAT at the 40. 
That was Alex Breaker on the tackle for the Elcats. So Edgewood starting with good field position again as they'll be in Lake Mills territory to start this drive. Looks like the 41, so 36 yards on that punt, one of the longest punts of the year for LeVake. But a line drive there and a good return. Uh, looks like 11 yards on that return there. So Edgewood, like you said, in very good shape here. Now they just need to, to finish a drive. They've got some nice short drives, but time to punch one in here. Bagstad in the gun, receiver to each side of the formation. Hands it off to Patterson, and Patterson takes it over to the left side and gets upfield, picks up about four on first down. That's becoming the uh, Patterson-Murphy show here, just all the handoffs here so far. See, I'm feeling better about my Big Ten West comment. Yes. Just the run-heavy offenses. Still like to get those receivers on the outside, but they're still just going to run it between the tackles. We're inside eight minutes to go in the first half. Again, 7-0, Lake Mills on top of Edgewood. As the Crusaders will keep that two-receiver set, one to each side of the formation. And it's again a handoff to Patterson. This time he gets through the first line of defenders into the secondary, and he's inside the 25 and brought down at the 22 of Lake Mills. So the running starting to get some opening lanes for the Crusaders. That's where you got your most experienced lineman. He ran right behind West Coates, the uh, three-year starter at right tackle, 266 pounds, and be able to punch in at first down. It's Patterson again, but he is met in the backfield and brought down for a loss. He was hit hard by Griffin Dolwick. The junior 261-pound defensive lineman just swallowed up Patterson in the backfield. So after the loss on first down, it'll be second down and 12. Bagstad on second and long. will be in the gun. He has Patterson flanking him to the right, two receivers to the left. Now Charles comes into motion from the left side to the right. It's a push pass to Charles, and he fumbles it on the play. There's a scrum for the ball. Lake Mills says they have it, and they come up with it. The first turnover of the game goes to the Elcats of Lake Mills. Thomas Cassidy, 56, the defensive uh, lineman, fell on that one. Uh, Wrestler, also a track and field discus shot put guy. He liked those multiple sport guys, but he was right on that one, like looking for dinner. There it was. (laughs) I scooped that one up. 6.37 remaining in the half. 7-0 Lake Mills on top of Edgewood. As the Elcats force the first turnover of the game with that fumble, and they were able to recover it. And again, Edgewood started moving the ball well, and then just the offense stalls out as soon as they get inside about the 35. Wolene in the pistol, deuces to his left, single receiver to the right, brings Murphy into motion, pump fakes to the left side. He's being chased and just has to throw it at the feet of Stenbrotten. It'll be incomplete on first down. few fans in the stands on the opposite side of the press box here tonight. You could hear yelling for an intentional grounding penalty, but again, Stenbrotten was right there on the play. Looked like number five, Tommy Kratz, with the pressure. And a little blitz from that side. Made the quarterback uh, just throw it away. 
Now we have a whistle, and that'll be a... I didn't see the signal for a timeout, and it looks like there's going to be a sideline warning. Yep, I see them. the official picking up the flag and having a conversation with the Lake Mills sideline as the players and coaches, they were just kind of slowly sneaking their way down that near sideline here at Bree Stevens Field. Again, they play so many different things here. Forward Madison plays here, the soccer team as well as, I don't know if you knew this, Dennis, but... Uh, our producer tonight, Alex Gravatt, he's a pretty good ultimate Frisbee yep. player. Plays for the Madison Radicals here as well. Yep. And it's a handoff on second down to Cooper Murphy. He'll get close to a first down. So, again, traditional lines here at Bree Stevens Field aren't the same as what a normal football field would have given all the other sports played here. So sometimes it can get a little confusing, confusing for coaches and uh, players. We've got six minutes left in the second quarter. Again, Elcats lead seven to nothing. They'll have third down and three. Two receivers to the right with Wolene in the pistol. Gives it to Murphy again. Murphy with a big hole up the middle. Runs into a defender at the 40. Falls forward, brought down at the 43 was Cooper Murphy. After that big run, Murphy will head to the sideline to get a little bit of a breather. Checking in for the LCATs is number eight, Caden Smolensky. Sophomore running back. 13 yards in that pickup here now. The ground game starting to make some uh, make a dent there. First and ten. At the 43, Stenbrotten now in at the quarterback and a little bit of Wildcat. He takes it oh. forward, just breaking through defenders across midfield and then brought down at the 45 of Edgewood. And the ball did come out, but it was after he hit the turf did Stenbrotten. It'll be a first down Elcats. So five minutes now remaining in the second quarter. The L-Cats get a first down and get back into Edgewood territory. And he's uh, pick up a 12 yards on that one for Stenbrotten. And Stenbrotten, he's 6'4", 232 pounds. Just so difficult to ask high school DBs to try and bring him down. So if he can get past that first line of defenders, it's going to be tough all night. Yeah. Took three D-backs to take him down that time. Yeah, your safety's making tackles. You're in trouble on defense. And there's a whistle, and we have a timeout with 4.31 remaining here in the game. Again, Lake Mills leading 7 to nothing on the Crusaders of Edgewood, and this is Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And it's also brought to you by Stoughton Health, and they provide trusted care close to home. They're proud to support all of the area's student-athletes and wish them all the best this season. From rehab to ortho care, Stoughton Health provides comfort and convenience locally. Visit StoughtonHealth.com to learn more. If you want to take a look here to our left, toward the capital side of the field, we've got people in the apartment building right on the top 
pretty good vantage point if you got some uh, binoculars, or they can just uh, put uh, just taking a nice view on a beautiful yeah. Madison. Put 100.5, and we're giving exactly. them the play-by-play whether they're watching the game for free up there. Then you got the offices down below. The first down and ten for the L Cats following their second timeout. They have one more remaining here in the first half. Sten Broughton again. And Sten Broughton just breaking more tackles. Had to bring be brought down by three defenders again for Edgewood. Doesn't get the first down this time, but he is able to pick up six on first down. Yeah, middle linebacker Seth Myers is a pretty big guy, 219, 5'11". And Senbroughton just went through him like uh, like he was going through water. Senbroughton's going to stay at quarterback. They do still have Woleen out on the field. He split out wide to this near side to his left, and then the single receiver, Dom Kelly, or excuse me, there's two receivers out to the right. Dom Kelly's in the slot. High snap. Stenbroughton had to jump up for it, and that gave enough time for the defender for Edgewood to get a huge tackle in the backfield. Jackson Kitzmiller. Kids. They're on the stop. Yeah, Kids Miller uh, came into the game with uh, five tackles for loss and a sack. We'll make it another uh, tackle for loss on his resume this year. As you said, the little little uh, high snap and throws the timing of the playoff. And uh, it was like, oh, look out. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. So it'll be 315 remaining in the first half after that loss. It's third down and eight. As the ball's at the 43 of Edgewood. Then we have a whistle. Wolene was back in at quarterback. And it's a timeout Edgewood this time. Their first timeout. They still have two more remaining as we're down to 3.04 left to go in the first half of action. 7 to nothing. our score. Lake Mills on top of the Edgewood Crusaders. We're going to take a timeout too. This is, you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Your Honda gets you everywhere. When it needs service, you need Zimbrick Honda service. Their customer service is second to none, and you can experience it yourself at two convenient Madison locations on Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Honda certified technicians handle it all. You can even get flexible payment options. Fix your car now and pay later. Apply online to see your options in seconds with no hard credit check. Make your service appointment online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Zimbrick Honda Service Center on Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Part of the Madison community since 1973. Shop Zimbrick Honda. On the air, on demand, on social, on Wisconsin Sports. Serving Wisconsin sports fans. This is 100.5 ESPN. Down and eight with 3.04 left to go in the first half. Wolene rolls out to the near side. Completion to Stenbroten. Stenbroten up the sideline, dragging defenders with him. Inside the 20, still going. And he's finally brought down at the 10-yard line. Matthew Stenbrotten, he is a man among boys tonight. Yeah, he was just shaking him, shaking him off. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Dragging a guy. He was what, channeling uh, his inner Taylor Swift to shake it off, yeah. shake it off. Well, Varsity Blues, they got the, the great to play on the hook and ladder play. Mm-hmm. And Lyman goes, what? And he's just dragging guys down the field. Uh, that, that was pretty much Stenbrot, who's a lot better athlete than the actor in that movie was. <laughs> First down and 10 as it's at the 11-yard line. Murphy gets the handoff up the middle, picks up a yard. Back in now from the 
So it'll be second down and nine now. So didn't quite get enough to get inside the inside that 10-yard line so the LCATs can still pick up a first down. Yeah, Edge would like to get a stop here. They do get the second-half kickoff, so it would be nice uh, to be able to score in that possession and get right back in this ballgame. But you don't want to come into halftime down two scores. 2.15 left in this first half, so the Hellcats trying to bleed this clock down if they can, not give Edgewood any more time than they have to. Wolin looks to throw, slant to the near side, has it into the end zone, Max Rudabush. From 11 yards out, Max Rudabush with the touchdown catch. Eight plays, 77 yards. He just went right down the field, mixing the run and the pass there. And he said, good slant pattern, got one-on-one coverage. And uh, nice target there. He was uh, wide open and just cruised into the end zone. 6-3, 2 He makes up a pretty good target. That's his second touchdown catch of the season. Lake Mills trying to make it a 14 to nothing score, no and that line drive kick is no good. 2.03 left in the first half of action. The Lake Mills Elcats on top of the Edgewood Crusaders. And don't forget to stick around after the game as we will be bringing you the Stoughton Trailers final haul. And since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits. Plus growth and advancement opportunities, Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to stojobs.com to apply today. On behalf of Stoughton Trailers, best of luck to all the participants in today's game. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity 13 to 0 our score lake mills on top of the edgewood crusaders dennis what is the message now if your head coach jesse norris of the edgewood crusaders here you're down 13 to nothing at the half you got 203 left to go and two timeouts we got a long game here just be patient we got to get some stops on defense but have to finish on offense, have to finish the blocks, got to go that extra mile. Right now, they've three times they've gotten the ball inside the 25 of Lake Mills and come up with nothing. Two uh, over on downs and a fumble lost. And there's a little pooch kick. And it's a pooch kick that I think is taken in by Edgewood. Dom Kelly of Lake Mills was going after that ball, and it was just a collision as both players were trying to slide down for the ball. He did get up. I guess got a, you got a lot of young players on the team there, yeah. but they know it's not like a punt on a kickoff. That's a free ball. Yep. And uh, did not see a lot of effort from Edgewood covering it. It was like they were okay, kind of coming up. And well, meanwhile, Lake Mills was hustling down there trying to, to get that what would have been an onside kick with two minutes to go and have a chance to put a nail in the coffin here. But Edgewood got, like, I think, got fortunate coming up with that ball. Well, and two, it was close to the sideline on that yep. far side. So I think Edgewood was just it's trying to think hope it, that well, it goes maybe it goes out, out of bounds, yeah. right? But uh, nope, you can't assume anything. You got to get up there and at least make sure it goes out of bounds. And we have a timeout. It'll be the last timeout for 
the Lake Mills Elcats, the coaching staff, didn't like something that they saw there on that first down spot. So they're like, you know what, let's just take the timeout, make sure that there's nothing that can go awry here with two minutes left to go here in the first half as Edgewood tries to close the gap on these Lcats of Lake Mills as this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff at Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Coming out of the timeout now, it'll be a first and 10 at the 27, and it's a push pass here on first down to the near side to Paulus. Paulus trying to get upfield, just had nowhere to go, and he is hit hard at the line of scrimmage, and Dennis, guess who was there on the stop? Matthew Stenbrotten. Of course. And, you know, Dennis, we've seen, you called it before the game. We're going to see a lot of Matthew Stenbrotten just playing all over the field, playing linebacker on defense. He's a tight end slash kind of receiver and even quarterback on offense. As second down, it's a deep pass down the far side. That ball just hung up and incomplete. They wanted to try and get A.J. Charles deep down the field, but again, he had to slow down to try and get underneath that ball as it was just slightly underthrown from Bagstad. It'll be a third down and eight. Again, uh, replacing all the skilled players there for Edgewood. Timing's an issue, taking, taking some time. They, they First game was okay, but the second game, they could only manage three points against uh, Springs which is a very good team, though. So defensively, I thought they did a good job. But offensively, still trying to find their chops here here in the early part of the season. So they have a third down and eight, and they'll throw. Bagstad chased down from behind and ripped down for the sack. Number 18, Max Rudabush there on the sack. And that'll get the clock running now as we're down close to a minute left in the first half. Edgewood's going to, looks like, bring out their punting unit now for the first time, as we'll see number six, Carter Wiesickle, back to punt. Rudabush coming in averaging eight tackles a game and almost a sack a game, so there's that two and a half sacks on the season now, and uh, he beats you with his hands, catching mm-hmm. a touchdown pass, and comes back on defense. Again, one of the eight uh, Lake Mills players that are starting on both sides of the ball, and when you got uh, players like him and Stenbrod, and that's as a it's a high snap on the punt, and he's able to oh. pick it up as we sickle and get this one away. It's down across the 50, takes a Crusaders bounce, keeps on rolling all the way down to the 30. And that went from what could have been an incredibly bad play for the Crusaders to really helping them out now is there's only 21 seconds left in the first half, and the Cats of Lake Mills, they don't have any timeouts left. No, they don't. Uh, that was just a flip the field there, and they'll uh, maybe run a play or take an E and uh, just go into halftime with that lead. That's what, knowing they get the ball to start the second half, have to figure a way to get some points on the board here. Uh, been able to have some drives, but just not get inside that 20 in the red zone and, and punch one in. 
So the Lake Mills Elcats, they're just going to kneel the ball. They're saying, hey, we're up 13 to nothing here on the road. Yep. And to go into the locker room, hey, why not? We'll absolutely take that as they'll just kneel the ball down and they'll let the clock wind down here on the first half. 13-0 our score. The Lake Mills Elcats leading the Edgewood Crusaders in this Capital Conference battle here at Brees Stevens Field. And we're going to just take a break here at halftime. Dennis, we'll get some score updates from around the area from Riley Yauk. As, again, it is 13-0 our score at the half. The Lake Mills Elcats leading the Edgewood Crusaders on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on ESPN Madison. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN. It is time to take you around the area and give you some updates on what is going on in Wisconsin high school football. We will start in the Big 8 once again. Currently no updates from the Janesville schools. It's crazy. I literally live in Janesville and I am really struggling to find people giving updates on Janesville Craig versus Madison West or Janesville Parker hosting Madison Memorial down at Monterey Stadium. I will continue to scrounge the internet to figure those out for you. But in the meantime, Verona up 22 to nothing, absolutely drubbing the Madison East Pergolders at the moment. The Middleton Cardinals also romping right now. They're up 20 to nothing over the Lancers of Madison LaFollette. Moving on to the Badger Large as Milton. Finally get to give a good update on Milton football. They're up 14 to nothing over the Oregon Panthers. Maybe I'll sing the fight song for you guys if they win. We'll see. Uh, but we're not there quite yet. Wanakee currently up 17 to nothing on the Sun Prairie East Cardinals. Robert Booker had a touchdown on a 22-yard pitch and catch from quarterback Vance Johnson. That's the big highlight from that one. Sun Prairie West, the Wolves currently leading the Watertown Goslings. Just 7-0. Ian Ackley scored on a 56-yard reception from quarterback Brady Rodas. However, the Goslings did just get an interception and are currently driving midway through the second period. Then in the Badgers small, Monona Grove currently leading Stoughton by a score of 14-0. That one is in the second quarter as well. The current game, our game here at 100.5 ESPN, is a little faster. So most of these games have not reached halftime yet. Mount Hora Barneveld only up 8-0 on DeForest. Game is also in the second. And last I saw... Portage and Sauk Prairie were deadlocked, scoreless at 0-0. Entering the second quarter, they're a little farther through now, but Sauk Prairie Athletics only updates on the quarter. So I'll let you know what happens in that one once they conclude. And then in the Badger crossover, I was correct. Beaver Dam is in the Badger large. They're up 29-7 to on Fort Atkinson, who is in the Badger small. Eli Bryant hit Gabe Klatt on a 19-yard touchdown pass, and Gabe Klatt has had himself a day. A couple more touchdowns, one of them being a 55-yard touchdown run 
after that. Then in the Capital Conference, no updates for you on the Columbus Bigfoot games or the Lodi Lakeside Lutheran. Again, we'll be working hard to get those for you as well. And you already know the score, 13-0 Lake Mills currently over the Edgewood Crusaders. And then in the Eastern Suburban Conference, can't find an update for you on that one either as currently the live stream is on NFHS, uh, National Federation of High Schools, their live streaming service, which is behind a paywall that uh, I am not currently paying for. So uh, maybe I'll buy that. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But for now, no update there. And I did look it up. Horicon Hustisford. I believe they are the Falcons. That is their mascot. They're taking on the Marshall Cardinals. And finally, in the Rock Valley Conference, one update for you. Nothing from McFarland taking on the Monroe Cheesemakers. We'll try and figure that out for you. But Evansville, the Blue Devils up 14-0 on the Titers of Edgerton, or the Crimson Tide. They call themselves the Titers. They got a nice script on the helmet. But Edgerton has forced two turnovers, haven't really been able to do anything with those. That one is also in the second quarter. And that is all I have for you as we speak right now. I will be back to join you after this one with hopefully some more updates on every single game here in the area. But for now, I'll send it back to the booth. Across the street at Bree Stevens Field, Hunter Vaughn and the Dean, Dennis Semrau. Looking forward to the second half, fellas. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Welcome back to Brees Stevens Field. Again, 13-0 our score. The Lake Mills L-Cats on top of the Crusaders of Edgewood. And Dennis, this first half, it was... we Neither offense really fully got going and were able to string together multiple drives. You know, we had the 27-yard touchdown pass in the first quarter to Matthew Stenbroten, and then the 11-yard touchdown to Max Rudabush there on the in the second quarter with 2:03 left to go in that first half. But you know, what's the message now? If you're the Edgewood Crusaders, you're in the locker room, you're down two scores at home. So definitely it's not out of reach to come back in this game. What are they what are they talking about in the locker room? Well, defense you got to get off the field. You gave up an eight-play drive uh, for a touchdown. And then you had a four-play 78 yards, but get off the field and offensively they have to be able to to pick it up here a little bit. They turn it over on downs the first time. Next time had a nice long drive but then ran short to the 20, had to turn it over again on downs. Then lost a fumble. And then had a punt on the last drive. So uh, just the inconsistencies, and some of that's when you got a lot of new players. And uh, Coach Norris made the comment uh, during the week that he has eight players on each side of the ball that never played a varsity game before this year. So that inexperience is kind of showing here, I think, against the good Lake Mills teams. You look at five teams in the Capital Conference last year made the playoffs. Five teams this year are ranked in the top 12 believe in the WIS Sports preseason rankings. So this is a conference that 
boy, you're going to meet somebody good every night. And they haven't played, you know, Columbus. You look at uh, who Edgewood gets after this. They go from, uh, they got Lake Mills, and uh, two weeks they got Lodi. Wow. You know, and then uh, who does Lake Mills get after this? You know, they go to Columbus. <laughs> so there's always, there's another big dog down the road. So you want to be able to get wins when you can. And this is a winnable game for both teams. But for Edgewood, uh, I like to see them make some adjustments on offense to, to be able to, uh, to, you know, maybe maybe a few fewer mistakes on the line. Uh, they got a young line too, but they've got to be able to find some way to make some big plays. Somebody's got to step forward. You need playmakers. I like this. The Badgers under Barry would say five guys got to be playmakers. You can count on mm-hmm. right now. They think they have three, and they don't know how many. We'll see tomorrow. We'll starting with that. But for Edgewood right now, you're kind of looking to see who are my playmakers. You know, Coach Norris is who's going to step up. You already know who they are for Lake Mills. Right, you know, we we yeah. called the names, Rudabush, and uh, and Senbrodden right there, and they made big plays. So you got to be able to find somebody to raise that. You know, the team's a little down, so we'll find out what are we made of in the second half. Do we are we going to come out on fire? You got to kick off. You got to punch back. These first four minutes, like the last four minutes, are the most important of the game. Now they got to come out and not not physically, but literally punch Lake Mills in the mouth and drive one down the field and stick it in there, and then this is a ball game. If they turn it over and Lake Mills scores, this could be it. Uh, just just the way Lake Mills is able to mix the pass and the run. They've done a mm-hmm. great job. They, you know, early, they, they, they were able to move the ball a little bit with the run, and then they've capitalized two drives with two great touchdown pass plays. I mean, well, you got single-man coverage, and you got it to the two guys, the two big guys, Throw it up, and if they don't get it, nobody's going to get it. And uh, so I'm impressed with that uh, freshman quarterback for you know Wolene for uh, has has played very well uh, for Lake Mills. Again, thirteen to nothing, our score here in the at halftime here at Bree Stevens Field between the Lake Mills Elcats and the Edgewood Crew Saders. As this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania, it's also brought to you by UW Credit Union. For every stage of life, UW Credit Union is here for every you. Proudly serving Wisconsin for over 90 years, pop in our or hop online at uwcu.org to join. UW Credit Union is proud to support all the area's student-athletes. Make sure to listen to every week to hear who the student-athlete of the week is, and we're seeing a great performance from this week's student-athlete, Matthew Stenbrotten, again with that 27-yard touchdown reception. And we've got just about 45 seconds here until the second half kickoff. We're going to pause 10 seconds for a station ID. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. This is Monte Ball. Monte steps to the right, dashes, reaches, touchdown. You listen to 100.5 ESPN WTLX Monona Madison. That was on. Here, we're back. We're back. As we're getting ready for the second half. And it will be Lake Mills kicking off to the Edgewood Crusaders. I'm Hunter Vaughn. Here alongside me, the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau. And thank you to Alex Gravatt, our producer, Riley Yauk, giving you the area scores at the half. We'll also be back post-game to run down some final scores as games finish up around the area, as well as our audio engineer, Chuck Stanger, and I can't forget Mr. Ryan Wollersheim, our video producer this evening, Cap- running the camera. Captain video. 
captain video. Oh, giving him the captain's C now. You never gave me the C. I was doing the video for two years for you, Dennis. No, you were general. No. You're general. Oh, okay. You're okay. general. I'll yep. take that then. More experience. Lake Mills kicking it off. Levesque, again, that short kick. It bounces at about the 30 and then picked up. As Ashton Fickle was the one to pick that up for the Crusaders. So this Crusaders offense trying to get back into the game. They're down 13 to nothing as we start the third quarter of action. And it'll be the sophomore quarterback, Gannon Bagstad, conducting the offense. So he'll work from left to right on your radio dials. It'll be first and 10 at the 37. Bagstad in the pistol, two receivers to each side of the formation. He has Patterson directly behind him. And Bagstad will keep it on the option, turn up field. He'll pick up a few yards, get close to the 45. Where he's brought down at the 44. Cooper Murphy, uh, starting tailback, also inside linebacker. Came in the game with eight tackles. He had eight tackles last year, one of the uh, most experienced players on this defense. Saw Edgewood a year ago, and um, Edgewood uh, was able to pull this one out. Last year, 49 to 35. Got a long ways to go if we're going to try to match that scoring wise at 13 nothing here at halftime. I would be amazed if they get to that score again here tonight. On second down, a handoff to Patterson. He's met in the backfield by a pair of L-Cats. So it'll be a loss of three on the play. Back to the 41. Bring up a third down and six. For the Crusaders, and this isn't a great way to start your second half if you're Edgewood trying to come back in this game. With the loss of a couple, again, third and six. Bagstad gets the snap, looks to pass. Now he's got to roll out as he has pressure coming after him. He'll turn up field. He's oh. hit in the backfield Crunch. and brought down for a sack. Cooper Murphy. Man, that was like running into a brick wall for Bagstad. He had about a six-yard head start on Murphy to get to the spot. And then Murphy just beat him there and stonewalled him. A loss of one for a fourth down and seven. Weesickle will be on to punt. Two minutes are gone here in the third quarter. Good play to start the drive with a seven-yard run and then two tackles for losses for the Elcats. Just answered the call right there and a bad snap. First it was a high snap, now it's a low one. Weesickle able to get it away, bounces close to the 30 and out of bounds on the far sideline. We'll have to see where the spot is. Don't have a baseball roster in front of me, but Weesickle looked like a shortstop scooping that one up there. Well, and then the first punt he had looked like he was playing basketball, trying to go up for a dunk. He had to jump so high to get that snap. So now you just got to tell your center, just right in the middle of those two, and we're perfect. Just split the difference, and you'll be good on and those snaps. Mama, uh, teach you to have your babies grow up to be you know, cowboys, that song, whatever. Mm-hmm. They should grow up to be long snappers. That is a college scholarship yes. out there waiting for the good ones. So 
We saw that with Verona's last year. Uh, it's a big power set on first down. Keeper. Wolene keeps it over to the right. And he's shoved out of bounds. He'll be close to the first down here. I don't think they're going to give it to him, though. He was actually a few yards short on that far sideline. Pickup of about six brings up a second down and four for the L-Cats. It'll be second and four from the 38. They go right to left. Here in second down, they'll have Rudabush wide to the left. Kelly starts wide right, but then looks over at his play sheet on his wristband and then goes slot left. Wolene, high snap, rolls out to the near side. He wanted to get it to Stenbroughton, but it was just behind him, and he couldn't get back to the ball. Incomplete on second down. Tough catch catch to make. You're hoping if you can get a hand on it and tip it forward maybe, but uh, trying to hit him on the run there was a good call. He was open there. That would have been a first down play, but uh, just not able to connect. Again, freshman quarterback, senior uh, uh, receiver, H-back. He's all over the place. We've seen him in Wildcat, mm-hmm. wild receiver, H-back. You know, Should we just call him in. athlete? Yeah. Just senior athlete? That, that's when uh, you see guys committing to college. Yeah. What are they? Used to be a position-oriented. No. It's like basketball. They're all just players. Same thing here at the football level. He's an athlete. Four receiver set on third down. Kelly on the near side. Kelly turns upfield, trying to break a tackle. Has enough for the first down. He's across the 45 and brought down at the 47. Dom Kelly with some shifty moves gets the first down for the Elcats with 9.23 to go in the third quarter. Like Kelly, he's averaging uh, coming in 24 yards on uh, kickoffs and 18 yards on punts. Able to catch the ball. He had that 76-yard touchdown earlier this season. And then uh, then he's on defense, just a, a stud there at cornerback. So, again, one of those two, got two-way players who is a game-breaker at any time. The athlete Sten Broughton is now in at quarterback. He'll take the snap and go to the left side. This time able to be brought down by only two defenders. So it wasn't the three defenders we were seeing in the first half. Picked up about a yard on first down. It'll be second down and nine now. He hadn't seen him in that uh, that run formation coming into the season, but um, I'll tell you that Wildcat getting him the ball in space or letting him mm-hmm. make decisions. He's such a good decision maker too. But you want your best athletes uh, with the ball in their hands. You got to figure out how to do that. And with that Wildcat, he's just tough to bring down too. And the L-Cats take their first time out of the second half with 8.27 to go. Lake Mills leads Edgewood 13 to nothing. Again, stay tuned after the game as, again, Riley Yauk will be giving you final scores from around the Madison area. And we'll have the Stoughton Trailers final haul of the game. And since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits, plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an excellent place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers 
Partners with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to stljobs.com to apply today. On behalf of Stoughton Trailers, best of luck to all the participants in today's game. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. Second down and nine at the 48 of Lake Mills. We'll lean with the play action, rolls to the far side, has a completion to Rudabush. Rudabush cuts it upfield. He's across midfield, has enough for the first down, and he's brought down at the 36 of Edgewood. Yeah, Rudabush, uh, we saw that on the touchdown catch. Catch good hands. Came in with just uh, two, averaging 32 yards a catch. Uh, so we can see he is a, one of those game breakers they have too, and it uh, was a nice route across the middle. Yeah, that 32 yards a catch, that was two catches for 65 yeah. yards and a touchdown. And he had that last week in the loss to Cedar Grove, Belgium. Wolleen hands it off to Murphy up the middle, and Murphy's stopped at the line. That was 91, Ashton Fickle, the sophomore linebacker slash D lineman with the way that this Edgewood defense works. They run a 3-3-5, so he'll kind of move around a little bit. They might bring him inside. They might play him outside. He may play off of the line a little bit, but he's just kind of a front seven guy who are most of the linemen for this Edgewood squad. Now looking at the keys to the game for Lake Mills, control the line of scrimmage take care of the ball and limit Edgewood's big plays. They're batting 1,000 so far tonight. Second and 10, they're going to throw it up deep to Rudabush, and it's knocked away, incomplete. Wanted the jump ball on the near sideline. But that was knocked away. And that was Ryland of the uh, the brothers. Ryland, Ryland Port, Port there 21, on defense. Yeah. So after the incompletion, it'll be third down and 10. 7-10 left in the third quarter. That was a a mismatch. 6-3 on a 5-9 defensive back. Crip Port with a great position and getting a hand up there, knocking Mm -hmm. it away. And that was, again, a little underthrown. All these deep balls that we've seen tonight, they've all been just slightly underthrown by the quarterbacks. Third and ten. Wolleen pump fakes. Sc- has a screen to the far side to Murphy. Murphy makes a man miss. Cuts up field. He'll pick up about five on third down to make it third or fourth down and five. He's brought down at the 30. So it'll be fourth down and five. Paulus with the tackle on that play. The offense is going to stay out there for Lake Mills. They're going to go an empty backfield. They'll have trips to the left. That'll be Sten Broden, Rudabush, and Kelly to the near side. Murphy will be wide to the right. Wolene drops back to pass, and he's tripped up in the backfield. Wanted to take off and run with it. Ashton Fickle was there in the backfield, but it was number 51, Seth Myers, there on the stop. And it's a turnover on downs, a huge play for the Edgewood Crusaders. That's what happens when you you play to the whistle right there. Looked like uh, the quarterback had a step, and he had a wide lane down the middle of the field. And just reaching out, making that little bit extra effort, tripping him up uh, with the shoestring tackle. And the ball goes around downs now. Gannon Bagstad. And the Crusaders take over on offense. It's first and 10 
at their own 37. Play action on first down. Quick screen to the near side. He's got a completion to Mosley. Mosley across the middle at midfield, and he's chased down from behind at the Lake Mills 49. A little RPO action for the Crusaders with Quincy Mosley getting his first catch on the season. 5'10", 185-pound sophomore and one of those young players just getting the first taste of varsity experience this year and coming up with a big play on first down to give the uh, Crusaders first down at midfield. First and 10 at the 50. They'll run it again, this time to Alleman. Alleman with the completion on the slant. And that'll be another first down Crusaders. Back-to-back first downs on that play action and then hit the screen over the, or the slant over the middle. And all of a sudden, Edgewood is moving on offense with 5.45 left in the third quarter. I believe that's his first catch for the season, too. So It is. A couple guys making plays here. They're going to stay with the same formation, Will Edgewood. Two receivers to each side of the formation. Paulus is wide to the right with Charles in the slot right. Excuse me, that's actually Weesickle. Bagstad looks to the near side. He's got Weesickle on the completion. Weesickle. Hits his man, close to another first down. And they will give him the first down. It'll be a pickup of 11 now. Three consecutive first downs on three consecutive completions for Gannon Bagstad and the Edgewood Crusaders. Yeah, now we're in that dangerous territory. They're inside the 25. Are they going to be able to get it into the red zone and punch it into the end zone? We'll see. in the single receiver, to the right. Ashton Fickle is slot left. And it'll be a handoff up the middle. Big hole up the middle. Patterson rumbles ahead inside the 10. And that's what those slants do to the defense, Dennis. They just open up the middle of the field for the run then. When you're talking the spread offense, you spread the field and you find the seams. And right there, you found it right up the middle for a first and goal. First and goal at the five for the Crusaders as they try to get their first score of the game. 4.30 to go in the third. Bagstad in the pistol. Give it to Patterson again. Patterson lowers his shoulder, spins off a tackle, keeps his legs churning, and he's into the end zone for a Crusaders touchdown. 4.21 remaining here in the third quarter. And the Edgewood Crusaders have their first score of the game and make it a one-score ball game. Soften them up with a pass and then a couple of nice rules to end the drive here. And there's the punch in the mouth we were looking for, uh, not on the first drive, but came on the second drive. Now we've got a ball game. Will Kelly on to attempt the extra point. Paulus is the holder. And that kick is up and good. 7-13 now as Edgewood gets their first score. They still trail the Elcats, but plenty of time to try and come back and potentially take a lead with 4.21 left to go. We're going to step aside as, again, the Elcats lead the Crusaders here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. 
Listen to Wilby and Tausch, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 100.5 ESPN. Jaden Reed feels to me like that kind of Greg Jennings, Devontae oh, Adams second boy. round pick. Let me finish oh, before we wow. don't. This is great. You're ruining the sound graph. Wilby and Tausch, weekdays 9 to noon on 100.5 ESPN. Also brought to you by Grassland Dairy, Holman Lindsay Paints, Coors Light, Made to Chill, and American Family Insurance. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. I'm just a kid, and life is a nightmare. 13-7, now the score after the five-yard touchdown run from Cade Patterson. Con- Confirmed that was an eight-yard touchdown and actually run. Actually, the eight, and again, we... Had the same issue on that side of the field in the first half. Not quite sure the exact spot of the ball. So we'll give Patterson those extra three yards then for the eight-yard touchdown run. Makes this a one-score ball game. That's his third touchdown of the season. Will Kelly to kick. End-over-end kick on the left side. Taken in by Gliniak. And Gliniak hit hard as he tried to turn up field. He's brought down at about the 22 on the far sideline. Finally able to get the ball in the red zone. The uh, Crusaders, nice drive there. And that was uh, just uh, just under uh, two minutes. One, uh, 141 on the drive. Then with uh, five plays, 67 yards, and we have ourselves a ball game here. left. Lake Mills looking over to the sideline to get their play, just making sure they're on the same page. They bring Stenbroden. He was wide to the left. Now they'll bring him on to the inside. Have two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right for Woleen. Woleen hands it off up the middle to Murphy, but he is hit and stopped in the backfield. All the momentum now going the way of the Crusaders. Actually, needed some points up there. Defense has been uh, battling the whole game. Uh, unfortunately, got beat a couple times on pass plays, but uh, nothing will fire a defense up more when the offense puts some points up there. Now you got to got yourselves a game. Now it's their turn to uh, answer the call and come up with a big play or two here. Second down and 11. And they'll drop back to pass, throw it deep over the middle. Stenbroden, the jump ball. And he came down with it through two defenders. A huge completion to Matthew Stenbroten. So he just went right up the seam, jumped up, and won the jump ball over the top of the defender. That was over Joe Paulus, who's 5'9", so he got a 7-inch advantage there for Stenbroten. He used every bit of it, and then just his strength. Paulus fought for it, but uh, Stenbroten just took it away from him. 3.20 now remaining in the third quarter. Blake Mills trying to get the momentum back after that huge catch from Stenbroten. It'll be a snap and a quarterback keep close to midfield for Woleen. He's brought down at the 49. So pickup of six on first down. Makes it second and four at the 49 of Lake Mills. So this Lake Mills offense, it's 
really interesting when offenses do this, I think, Dennis. They'll, they run slightly hurry up, but they look over to the sideline, they get their play call from some play yeah. cards and that, and then they look at armbands to then get their formation. So they're slightly hurry up, but not entirely. Low snap on first or on oh. second down, and then Woleen just got just scared. Rushed, it just, just rushed, rushed him. It. Yeah, and, rushed it and threw it. Yeah, overthrew a wide open Matthew Stenbrotten on a screen to the near side. When you overthrow a 6-3 uh, wide receiver who can jump, who's dunking basketball, yeah. uh, that you know that's a little bit high. So uh, to settle down, I'm sure he went back to the huddle saying, don't worry, we'll get him next time. Brings up a third down and four. 2.27 left to go. Line of scrimmage is their own 49 for Lake Mills. Two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left for Wolene. Wolene's looking to the near side to Stenbrotten. Throws it high up again. Wins another jump ball, and he's brought down at the 40. And they're on the coverage. Yeah, I love it. Stenbrod just just throw it. I'll catch it. <laughs> and that's what he did on that one. He just went up and uh, climbed the ladder for that baby. Beautiful, uh, beautiful catch. And, uh, again, the physicality of this young man. Uh, you aren't going to win many jump balls with him. So now Stenbrotten goes into the backfield to be the quarterback. So he'll have two receivers to each side of the formation. But he's just going to take it straight ahead, makes a couple of nice moves, and then is brought down by a pair of defenders at the 35. Running behind uh, Tommy Cassidy there on the left side, the 230-pound junior tackle, returning starter, and uh, waited for that block. Nice little seal block going around the outside, and... uh, Picked up some pretty good yardage here in first down. It'll be second down and five after the pickup of five on first down. Nice easy math for me, Dennis. And there will be a timeout. That'll be the second timeout now for the Cats that they've used. They only have one remaining with 114 remaining in the third quarter. The Cats again, leading 13-7. to seven on the Crusaders of Edgewood. Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania is also brought to you by the GRB Academy, baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 square foot weight room. Personal lessons are available year-round as well with over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players. GRB led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. You're smiling there, Dennis. You're the GRB man. I love your commercials. I love the pre-recorded one you got. You got a nice little signature line in there. I always smile. It's uh, opportunities for kids now who want to play baseball year-round. It's just incredible, and GRB is a great place. It absolutely is. Second down and five. Wolene wanted to try and throw it to an open Stenbrotten. Double coverage there, and I think he just uh, threw it away. Was worried about it maybe getting picked off, which as a freshman – I thought that he had maybe Stenbrotten getting that run into the corner there and just overthrew him. As he was thrown on the run, and that's really difficult 
for any quarterback to make, let alone a freshman in high school. That's a touch pass right there. Yeah. And, but again, one for your, your big play guy, and you see Edgewood double covering him. He doesn't go anywhere without a shadow. I'm sure uh, Coach Norris said, okay, wherever he goes, you go. If he's mm-hmm. not there in the film, you're going you're gonna to pay on Monday in the film session. But they've done a pretty good job of trying to keep him in check. He is just a good player. Good players make great plays, and he's a great player too. Third down and five. Pump oh. fake to Wo from Woline. Throws it up for Sten Broughton, and he's run into, and a pair oh. of flags come down. That's going to be pass interference. So it is only a 15-yard penalty. It's not the full spot foul like you see in the NFL. So that is at least helpful to the defense. Did you see how many guys were around Sten Broughton? Four. I mean, that's how much they worried on that one. And then they, they ran into him and each other. I think it was maybe too many guys back there well, trying to make sure he didn't catch it. He didn't. But there's your uh, just as good a first down by penalty, 15 yards, and they're in the red zone ready to score again. So if you're this Crusaders defense, Dennis, are you at all worried about putting four guys on one player? <laughs> yeah, they're going to make you pay eventually. And you know, Bush. Uh, has done has done that already tonight. We've seen what he can do, and then uh, Dom Kelly, another game breaker for him. First and ten at the twenty-three. Wolene looked to pass, but now he's going to run over to the right side, and he's hit by a couple of defenders. He'll stay in bounds and brought down close to the fifteen. So it'll be a pickup of five. Make it second down and five. So the clock is running with 35 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Lake Mills trying to answer the touchdown from Edgewood that made this a one-score game. We're now down to 20 seconds. Wolene with his hands on his hips. Now he gets crouches down to get the snap. He'll keep it on a handoff. There is a flag. He's into the end zone. we got to hold. But it is a holding penalty, and that's going to bring back the offense. So the reason that there was a nice wide open hole up the middle, Dennis, there was a hold. A holding penalty, you bet. You can't blame him for trying, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, and that's always, you know, if you know that Edgewood's going to wear some black jerseys if you're Lake Mills. Make sure your old linemen are wearing some black gloves. Make it a little easier to <laughs> cover up that those holds. Because I can tell you, they're holding on every single play. It's just you don't always see it if you're an official on every single play. That's a good point. Second and long now for uh, Lake Mills. And they think they'll, the clock stopped on the penalty. So 13 so seconds left in the third quarter. Lake Mills now will have a second down and long. Line of scrimmage is at the 24 of Edgewood as Lake Mills goes from right to left. Wolene in the pistol, two to his left, single receiver to the right. Handoff up the middle to Murphy. Murphy tried to make a move, falls down at the 20 to pick up two. Bring up a third down and long, but we'll have that third down after we take a quick break, and we have the fourth quarter coming up. 13 to 7 our score. Lake Mills on top of the Edgewood Crusaders here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. 
Your Honda gets you everywhere. When it needs service, you need Zimbrick Honda Service. Their customer service is second to none, and you can experience it yourself at two convenient Madison locations on Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Honda certified technicians handle it all. You can even get flexible payment options. Fix your car now and pay later. Apply online to see your options in seconds with no hard credit check. Make your service appointment online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Zimbrick Honda Service Center on Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Part of the Madison community since 1973. Shop Zimbrick Honda. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Thirteen to seven, the Lake Mills L Cats lead the Edgewood Crusaders. I'm Hunter Vaughn here with the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau. Dennis. The Edgewood Crusaders, they need a stop here as Lake Mills is moving into scoring position if they want to have a chance to get back in this game as we've only got one quarter left. They can't go back down two scores with the way this offense for Edgewood has been moving the ball. Yeah, they moved over pretty quickly in the last one, but uh, you like what Lake Mills is doing. Mixing the run in the pass, they're really milking the clock. They're taking their time in the place. If they're not sure, they called the timeout. Why save the timeouts at the end if you're going to get a penalty or you're going to make a wrong play call? So the judicious use of the timeouts, and this has been a very efficient offense for uh, Lake Mills. Wolene to pass on third down. He's going to lob it up into the end zone for Sten Broad, and he comes back to the ball, and he catches it in the end zone, falling down. So it's a touchdown for Lake Mills. He never ceased to amaze me. Talk about a, a senior making a big play. I believe about 21 yards on that touchdown pass. Now three touchdown passes for the freshman quarterback tonight. Two of them to the senior uh, All-State player in Matt Stenbroughton, and that was the best one. He, you could see he kind of little swim move on the defender mm-hmm. to get open inside, and when the ball was coming low, he got down on the turf and, and went and got that one. Threw it in a spot where nobody else was going to get it but him. Levesque punches the extra point through to make it 20-7 to now after the touchdown pass to Matthew Stenbroughton. So, Dennis, I said it, you know, this Edgewood defense, they couldn't give up a score here if they want to try and get back into it. I know it's only seven seconds into the fourth quarter, but you're down 20-17 to now, you know, you got to start just throwing the ball through the air here, and you can't really try and rely on your great running back, Cade P- Patterson, here to get you back into the game. That was a great drive. Nine plays, 75 yards, 423 off the clock. Very efficient, able to mix the run and the pass, and all three touchdowns tonight for Lake Mills on the pass. Two of them to their big, to their big play, uh, Mr. Everything, uh, Matt Stenbroughton. So I'm, I knew coming in, you know, it was like the first game of the year when we had uh, po- Trey Poteet. Mm-hmm. He lived up, the Verona game lived up to the, the pregame hype. Sten Brown's the same thing. Great players make great plays, and that was a great player making a great play on that, do- that uh, sliding catch in the end zone. So, again, st- freshman quarterback, don't worry. Just throw it. I'll yep. get it. <laughs> That's just, that confidence a senior has. Just get it in my area, and I'll make something happen. Now, Edgewood's got to come back and punch one back. They're going to need a stop, but they might only get the ball twice more if they're lucky. Lake with the line drive kick taken at the 20 for Edgewood. Edgewood 
has some running room, and he's brought down at the 45. So that was number six, Carter Wiesickle. Yep, They're on the return. You know, Dennis, I did say that I liked the block numbers and everything. That was a little difficult. You said that it was going to be tough with eight and six with Charles and Wiesickle. Yeah, yeah, it was. And yeah. We do the best we can, right? Yeah. And I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that you were right. You're the dean for a reason. You've been doing this for a long time. Not so I was wrong. My you were eyes right. are older. And <laughs> You're just more experienced, Dennis. Yeah. Well, thank you. 11.46 to go in the game. Bagstad will keep it. Fake. Makes a move, and he's ripped down at the 50. Pickup of six on first down. So they'll say he just got across the 50 down to the 49 of Lake Mills territory. And Edgewood's offense, they've had great field position to start these drives. And you know who made that tackle? Don't see many quarterbacks playing defensive back, but again, that was Tyler Wolleen, number three on a nice tackle there. Well, he's a freshman. He's got some young legs. You know, he can play both ways and yeah. still make it happen as he's showing tonight for the L-Cats. Second down and four. Bagstad looking to throw to the near side. He's going to fire deep down the middle of the field, and that's incomplete. That was intended for his tight end, Carter Wiesickle, too far over his head. Yeah, double coverage there for uh, Lake Mills. You had the two safeties, uh, Ethan uh, Glenecki and uh, Caden Smolinski. Uh, sophomore, two sophomores out there making sure that he didn't catch the ball. You had a lot of uh, sophomores and uh, juniors uh, starting on this Lake Mills team, just like Edgewood. Seeing a couple of teams that are, will be better by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You just want to grow leaps and bounds. A lot of improvement week one to week two, they say, but now this is the first conference game. It'll be the same thing. Hopefully some big adjustments next week for both teams. They faked the handoff on first down and then tried to fire a screen, but Gannon Bagstad took a shot. And uh, was just lucky that that wasn't yeah. a fumble. I think that was uh, very close to being backwards. That was a middle linebacker, Nathan Hahn, on that one, number 55. And then what did he do? He helped him up, a little sportsmanship. I like to see that at the high school level. Maybe at Absolutely. the other levels it's a co- competition, whatever, but these high school guys just trying their best on a Friday night. And uh, it's nice to see that he made a good play. Then don't taunt him, just help him up and mm-hmm. say, I'll oh, see you again next time. I'll, I'll be back in the backfield. Fourth down and four. 10.58 left to go. Bagstat in the pistol. Two receivers to his right, single receiver to the left. Fakes the handoff, fires on a slant, and it's through his receiver's hand. He wanted Jasper Allum in that time on the slant, and he had him, but it was just a little too high, and it'll be a turnover on downs. Yeah, that was a tough, that was a tough catch uh, through two defenders. But uh, Bagstad, maybe a little bit less on the ball, but he was trying to make sure he got it through. But a tough, tough catch to make, but if he hits you in the hands, you got to catch it. Exactly. That's always been the line. You know, it's a cliched line to use in football, but there's a reason it's a cliche because it's true. Yep. So now Lake Mills with 10.53, only a minute off the clock on that possession for Edgewood. So they're going to get the ball back. The question is, are you going to get it back when you're down by another touchdown? Or are you going to be able to get a stop here and, and give your offense hopefully a couple more chances to get back in this game? But uh, Lake Mills can put this game away with a nice drive yep. here if they punch it in. It'll be a four-receiver set out of the shotgun for Wolene. Two receivers to each side. He's got Murphy flanking him to the right. He'll hand it off to Murphy, who is met at the line of scrimmage and brought down for no gain on the play. 
Is that 54? Like? That was. That was number 54, Kodiak Lanham. How about that for a name, Kodiak? Huh? I think we found our all-name player right for the there. Night. Great, great tackle. He was like a bear on that one. Exactly. Like a big old Kodiak big bear. bear. Just uh, rustling up to the turf and no gain on the play. So after the bear hug tackle on first down from Kodiak, it'll be a second down and 10 at their own 49 for Lake Mills. All right, where's Stenbrodden? <laughs> first thing is, uh, where's number one? Wolene hands it off to Murphy on the left side, and Murphy stumbles forward, picks up two yards to the opposite 49, make it third down and eight. And the clock keeps ticking. We're inside 10 minutes now to go. Lake Mills want to mix the pass and run, but you do not want to stop the clock. No incompletions there. Just keep moving the chains down here, and uh, they can put this one away. Edgewood, got to get a stop here. Here, Got to turn the ball over and uh, with a short punt or return, maybe uh, be able to punch one in. So 9.30 now on the clock on third down and eight. We'll lean in the pistol, three to his right, single receiver to the left. Fakes it to the left, now comes back to the right, has a completion to Kelly on the near side. Stiff arm at the 45, and then he steps out of bounds. He's able to pick up four to the 45. There's a trio of Crusaders there on the stop. Some great pressure there. Tanner, uh, as a Krantz was in, uh, forced him to get rid of the ball. Maybe a little bit earlier than he wanted to, but still a good completion to Kelly, who's shown his ability to, to uh, make some big plays when they need him. And now we have a timeout. That's the last timeout for Lake Mills with 9.22 to go here in the fourth quarter. Lake Mills leads 20-7. to And Lake Mills has been... I think at times it's been a little questionable for me, Dennis, of some of the timeout usage. They just seem to use them a lot earlier. But, you know, I also have to remind myself that you can't take them home on the bus, can't take them back down I-94 to Lake Mills. So you might as well use them while you're here at Bree Stevens Field. This is Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania Lake Mills leading 20-7 to on Edgewood. This is Zimbra Honda's Prep Mania is also brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management as they have a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape throughout your family's financial planning journey. They will serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence. At Canopy Wealth Management, they believe that values matter, matter and strengthening the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. Good time out right here, fourth and four, so they want to make sure everybody's on the same page. This is a big one. You can pick up the first down, keep the clock going. If not, Edgewood near midfield's got a good chance now to, to get right back in this ballgame. 9.22 to go, and... Going for it, baby. He's going to throw it deep down the field. Stenbrotten catches it with a defender in his face. A huge gain on the play, but there's a flag back in the backfield. Oh, holding. This could even be a... Oh, roughing the passer. Yeah. Roughing the passer call. Wolene took a shot as he let go of that ball. He was on his back foot, too. 
but just able to get enough underneath the pass to get it up into the air to the big 6-4 tight end, Matthew Stenbrotten. So we're inside the 10-yard line, it looks like. They'll move it up to the... About the, about the 9 or 8? I think, I think, uh, I think it's the 6, actually. Six. Again, this is that tough six. end of the end First zone as we've got the penalty box. First and goal, that the 39-yard pass play to Stenbrotten. And uh, that was, uh, I'm sorry, duck hunting season's coming. Yeah. A lot of quacks in the air on that one. I was a duck. And, uh, Stenbrotten Sten in at quarterback. He's going to lower his shoulder into a defender. Maybe got a yard on the run. Why not? Inside give, him a, nine minutes. give him a rushing touchdown to his resume, too. <laughs> Just give it to your horse. Ride that horse. He's already got two receiving touchdowns. So he's got 14 touchdowns on his career with Lake Mills. That trying is, to make it 15 touchdowns. This could be the dagger, 20-7. to 7. You, you make it a three-score game here. And Lake Mills okay with just taking as much time off the clock as they can. Yep. It's down to 8-15 here in the fourth quarter. 20-7 to 7 our score. LCATs on top of the Crusaders of Edgewood. Wolene in the gun, trips left, single receiver to the right. He's going to lob it up to Rudabush on the near side, and it's off his hands and incomplete. It'll be third down and goal now, 8-0-1 on the clock. Yeah, good try, throw it in the end zone, throw it up there to your uh, 6-3 wide receiver. That's it, you know, it's 6-3, those uh, Rodebush and uh, Stenbrot, and that's just a great one-two punch. Then the other side, you got a sophomore, uh, Ethan Gonecki, just a, just a pup, another wide receiver ready to take over that big uh, receiver role here in the next couple of years. Wolene in the gun, he has two receivers to his right, hands it off to Murphy, Murphy takes it to the left, he's close to the end zone, but they'll mark him down at the one. So now it's fourth down and goal at the one. Dennis, you just keep the offense out here. Go Wildcat to send yep. Broughton right up the middle, right? Yep, you just go for the score right here, and you want to you wanna, you know, bring the dagger, as they say. Touchdown right here, and uh, nothing fancy about oh, this. And they'll actually just oh, bring, on, gonna, the, oh, gonna, bring on the kicking team, try and make it 23-7. to seven. And this will be his first field goal attempt. And it's Brock Levake, and it's a high kick, and it's through the uprights and good. 23-7 to now our score. Lake Mills leading the Crusaders of Edgewood. So with 7.18 left on the clock again, 23-7 to our score. Oh, Lake tough. Mills leads Edgewood. We're just going to take a quick timeout. And we will be back for the last 718 here in this ball game. 23 to 7, our score. So you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. When I'm gone, I'm never really gone. You think you're moving on, but. 23 to 7, Lake Mills leads the Edgewood. Crusaders. Yeah, I wonder about that call. You got now it's a 16 point lead, so two touchdowns, two point. 
two two-pointers, it's a tie game. But if you don't get that touchdown on fourth down, you turn it over to Edgewood. Now you give them a chance to, to win the game on you. So it's another, I guess, you know, coach can try. And the first, you know, kick for sophomore kicker there. Paulus picks up the kick on the near ha- sideline, and he's all the way over to the far side, finally brought down at the 49. Looked like there wasn't going to be much of anything on a return as Paulus took it from the near sideline and then just looped all the way over to the far side to finally get upfield and all of a sudden gets it up to midfield. And, you know, Dennis, I I get the idea of maybe trying to go for it, but I do like just take those points, get that yeah. extra point, make well, it. Basically, it was an extra point. Yeah. So and that was, you know, field goal range for both kickers is uh, – probably about the 30 to 35 and that was a 18 yarder so we'll take it uh, coach uh, huber says it's play action on first down bagstad goes deep down the far sideline he has a man and it's inside the 20 for a huge pass that's jasper alleman down the sideline all of a sudden the crusaders are into the red zone and dennis i was gonna say you know if you're lake mills you're thinking well yeah we get the field goal. It's going to make it a 16-point game. Edgewood hasn't even scored 16 points yet, so let's see if they can even try and do that. Yeah, and all great, of a sudden, they're into the red zone now. Great pass play, and that makes up for a fourth down when Alleman dropped that ball. Well, he just uh, made a big play right there to make up for it. It's a handoff on first down up the middle to Cade Patterson. He stumbles forward. Stenbrotten on the tackle. It's a pickup of three to make it second down and seven. Ball's at the 16 of Lake Mills. Edgewood going from right to left. Two receivers to the left for Bagstad, who's in the pistol. Single receiver to the right. Hands it off again to Patterson. Patterson makes a move up the middle and falls forward down inside the 10. Excuse me, he'll be down at the 11. It'll be game of a couple to bring up a third down and one now for Edgewood. 6-10 to go on the clock. 23-7, Lake Mills on top. Bagstad gets, goes play action, fires to Fickle. Fickle tries to leap into the end zone. Is he in? No call yet. And there's the call. But there is a flag on the play. So Ashton Fickle, for the moment, has his first touchdown of the season. We'll have to wait and see what this penalty is. Yeah, 6'3", 194-pound sophomore. Came in with three catches for 13 yards. Biggest catch of the year for him, if that one counts. And they may say that he hurdled, but he dove forward. So I don't think that would technically count as a hurdle. No, that was an athletic play. Flag is off. And, a touchdown. and they will count the touchdown. Lake Mills staff not happy about it on the sideline. But like I said, Ashton Fickle, he dove forward. He didn't try and jump over anybody. So they will count the touchdown. And with 5.56 to go, it's a 10-point game. Yeah, for, uh, let's see, for Begstad, it's his third touchdown. The two interceptions this year. Great play, just like like Mills with their big guys. 
you got uh, Ashton, uh, nice target at 6-3, and went up, got the point, ball at the point, pull it down, and timeout Edgewood. And Edgewood calls their timeout as they still have two left here with 5.56 left to go, and they just want to talk this over a little bit more, make sure that everybody's on the same page for this, what we assume will be a two-point yep. conversion yep. attempt. As again, it's 23-13, to 13, our score here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. So Lake Mills defense is back out on the field. Edgewood's still in the huddle on their far sideline again. It was a 12-yard touchdown catch from Ashton Fickle. as he dove over a couple of defenders. So Edgewood will come out in the pistol here on the two-point conversion. It's a single receiver to the left of the formation. Bakestad hands it off to Patterson. Patterson hitting the backfield. He's brought down and stopped on the two-point conversion. And that was Cooper oh, Murphy, Murphy yep. there on the stop. Just met him in the backfield, and Patterson could just not get anything going. Good tackle, wrapped him up, and then just pulled him down. It was strength on strength. Patterson trying to fight his way into the end zone, and Murphy just made good contact. Good, That's a good form tackle right there, and then uh, pulled him down, and no play. So now remains a two-score game here, 23-13. With 5.56 remaining in the game. So now, Dennis, you know, do you try an onside kick if you're within six minutes left and you have two timeouts as Edgewood? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You're going to have to – what you're going to have to is get to stop, and it's been tough to stop this Lake Mills. You need two possessions. So I think they're going to go well, the onside kick and give it a shot. They've been trying – both teams have done a little pooch kick, just find an area mm-hmm. to put the ball, and if they get a good bounce, uh, hustle down there – you know, we, we've seen that um, several times here in the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, the one was, uh, with, uh, was it uh, Trey? Yeah. We, uh, for uh, for Verona? Yeah, Trey Pote. When he had returned that one, I'm yeah. like, nobody should be kicking to him all no. year the way he returned it. So in some ways, it's pretty good, you know, chance for the ball. Now, you're going to give the team the ball at the 30 or 40, depending on where the ball bounces. But it's better than kickoff return for a touchdown in here. Yeah, I think they're lining up for uh, whether it's going to be a pooch or they're going to just try the let's get it 10 yards and see if we can fall on it. We'll see. This is something you, pr- you try and practice, but mm-hmm. there's nothing like the games. Games You can't simulate that. Kelly with pooch. a high onside kick, and it's yep. open, and there's four Edgewood defenders there. There's a scrum for the ball. Lake Mills defender, he didn't turn around to catch it, and it will be the Crusaders' ball. 41 coming up with it. So the ball bounced about a yard behind the 
Carter back. That was Carter Soma. Number 41 came up with the loose ball. Yeah, a little pooch right in the area, and you got to hustle. It was like in that first half with mm-hmm. Edgewood, that kick, where the guys didn't come up. Is it going to go out of bounds or not? you got to hustle to the ball and make a play. Don't, don't assume anything. It's like you hit a ground ball in baseball. Don't assume they're going to get the out. Run to first. Well, that time they were a little slow getting to the ball, and Edgewood just beat them to it. It's now first and 10 at the 32. Bagstad will look to pass. He's going to fire up a pass to the near side. Alleman catches it at the goal line. He is down at the one-yard line. Great catch. Went up for it. Yeah, and he's pumped. And he should be. 5.50 to go in the fourth quarter. This was a 23-7 game, and now the Crusaders of Edgewood have first and goal at the one. Back-to-back big plays by Alleman on his last two catches just right when Edgewood needed. Again, looking for who's going to be the those guys that are going to be game breakers or playmakers. The team can say, we need one. I'm going to go get it. He's proving right here tonight. He wants to be one of those guys for the Crusaders. And he's a senior wide receiver, 6'2", 179-pound guy, and he just went up and high-pointed that ball with a defender in his face. Uh, Edgewood trails by 10, 5'15 now on the clock. Bagstad will be in the pistol, receiver to each side of the formation. He's got Patterson directly behind him. He'll hand it off to Patterson. Patterson cuts left and gets into the end zone for a Edgewood touchdown. 5.05 now on the clock. And all of a sudden it's 23-19. Two plays, 29 seconds. That's all it took. Onside kick, 29 seconds. You're right back in this ballgame now. Now you just you want the, you know yeah go for the extra point and then you're yep. a field goal away, and you have a kicker who's made a field goal this year. And, and that's Will Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, Kelly made a field goal. He also he's made two. He actually made a 30 yarder in a JV game, and uh, he made a 30 yarder this year last week. Matter of fact, against St. Mary Springs, and it was a bad snap, oh. and the ball is blocked. Wow. Oh, a huge play by the defense for Lake Mills. And that was just the snap got too close into the hands of the holder, Carter Weesickle, and he just couldn't do anything with it. And by the time Kelly was there, all of a sudden there was four defenders from Lake Mills in his face. 5.05 is the how much time we have left here in the game. 23-19 to 19 is our score now. Lake Mills leads Edgewood, but Edgewood has all of the momentum after that onside kick recovery and then a quick two-play touchdown drive. We're going to take a quick break as it's 23-19 to 19 right here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. It was a quick two-play drive for the Edgewood Crusaders, who now trail by four with 5.05 in the game. And now it's another onside kick, but this time it is recovered by the Cats of Lake Mills. So that was right into the lap of Alex Breaker, number 15 that time. So it took one second off of the clock on the onside. Lake Mills will have a first and 10 at their own 48-yard line. Yeah, 5.04, plenty of time for Edgewood uh, to be able to uh, amount a touchdown drive, but you need to stop here. You know, you might be able to give up a first down or two with 5.04, and Edgewood, I believe, has all three of its timeouts left. 
I think Lake Mills is the only one who's called timeouts this half. Uh, Edgewood has two timeouts. Two timeouts. Okay. They did take one on that two-point conversion attempt that that's ended right. up I'm failing. Not, that's right. Yep. Forgot that last one. So two timeouts. They'll be able to stop the clock on D and get the ball back on O, but like to get a three and out here if they could. Murphy gets the handoff on first down, starts to the right, and cuts up to the middle and gets across midfield as he's able to pick up four on first down, makes it second and six. We're down to 450. Joe Paulus, number 20, in on the tackle there. So that was a good first down uh, carry, three, four, five yards there. So it's a good first down play. And now they're just going to let the clock run. Milk it when you're on offense. No need to rush the ball to the line of scrimmage. I like we're going to see the Badgers tomorrow, right? Yes. Hurry up. Uh, you better be, uh, be paying attention at the game. They're going to be scoring quick. And they fake a push pass oh. and now rolls out to Zwolin. He fires it deep down the field into double coverage. Stenbrotten gets over the top of a defender for the catch. Oh, my God. Matthew Stenbrock. He's, he's recruited as a linebacker for Syracuse. Uh, maybe you ought to rethink that, guys. This guy's got some hands. He's got just the ability, to jump, the jumping ability. He's able to catch the ball in a crowd. He's able to separate from the defense when he needs to. Just making big play after big play tonight. So a huge catch by Matthew Stenbrotten. You can see what yard line we're at, 40, 30, inside the 20. It will be About the, it'll be the 19, 19 for a first and 10 Cats. So 28 yards on that completion to Stenbrodden. Wolene hands it off to Murphy. Murphy hesitates in the backfield, then gets going. And he's able to pick up four on first down. And the clock just keeps on running, so Lake Mills will just, they're totally okay with the clock running now as they're yeah. down inside the red zone. Got it under four minutes. And yeah, time is the enemy of Edgewood right now. You want to be able to, they can save those two timeouts for a drive, but you got to keep them out of the end zone here. A two, touch, a two score is too much. Wolene starts to head to his spot with 3.15 to go in the game. Two receivers to each side of the formation. Wolene's going to keep it. He wanted to go up the middle. Now goes to the outside. Breaks a tackle. Stumbles forward. He falls forward at the 12. And now looks like Wolene might be hurt as he had a defender fall on top of him. So 3.02 left to go in the game. 23-19 to is our score. Again, Lake Mills trying to put this one away as they were up 23-7, to and then we had the quick scores from Edgewood. They got this back to a four-point game. Wolene is okay. He's up and talking to the trainer. So after the run, it makes it third down and four now for the L-Cats. So I think Dom Kelly, yep. uh, well, is the backup quarterback, number 10, but you got uh, Stenbrotten in the backfield, too. Nope, Kelly's going to go out wide, so. So, yeah, we'll have Kelly wide to the left with Rudabush in the slot left. Stenbrotten. Comes in at quarterback as he has Cooper Murphy flanking him to the right. It's a low knee-high snap. Stenbroten's hit in the backfield and brought down for a loss of one on the play. 
Jackson Kitzmiller was there on the stop. He gets up and tries to get the student section fired up. Doing what a good nose guard does, blocking the, you know, plugging the hole right there. And he came up fired up trying to fire his teammates and the students up here. And that'll be the second timeout called by Edgewood. So they do have one timeout remaining, 2.45 left to go in the game. And it's going to be a fourth down and about eight coming up for Lake Mills. So, Dennis, you're in a weird spot. Do you try and just bring out your kicker, Brock Levake and try a longer field goal here on fourth down? Or do you just try a play and say, okay, Edgewood, try and move the ball 80-plus yards to get into the end zone if you want to try and win this so game? So we're about the 17. About 17. 17, like. maybe the 16. So you're looking at a, close to a 35-yard field goal, which is about the max. Mm -hmm. Uh, according to the coach for the range so you push it things can happen you block a field goal run it back for a touchdown you know things can go wrong on it now i'd say you put the ball in your playmaker's hands that's something with sten broughton involved and uh looks like they're going to split him out right uh, wide right and just uh maybe throw it up in the end zone and he will be wide right with rudabush slot right and dom kelly the furthest in the inside Wolene is back in at quarterback. He has a single receiver to his left as he's in the pistol. And, we and now we have a flag. Delay a game? Coming out of a timeout? Legal and procedure. And it'll be a legal procedure. So that's going to uh, back up Lake Mills. So, Dennis, do you just keep the same play call and say, okay, go ahead? Because it's we know it's probably going to be a jump ball. Yeah, it's got to be a yeah, jump ball. Stan yeah. Broughton. They've seen what's out there. Now it's trips right. And so keep the receiver forward, it definitely spread. you got one back in the backfield, four receivers out there. So see if you can uh, light up this defense for a fourth touchdown. Wolene pumps fakes. It's a screen to the far side. He gets it to Murphy. Murphy is hit at the line of scrimmage and brought down. Over on downs. So it'll be a turnover on downs. Edgewood gets the stop on defense that they needed with 2.38 left in the game. The Crusaders have one timeout left, and they trail by four, 23-19. And where's their line of scrimmage going to be? Already it'll be 20, about the 18. Yeah, it looks like it'll be a first and 10 at their own 18-yard line. So 82 yards. Just channel your inner John yeah, Elway in, if you're in, in Gannon Bagstad. seconds. You can do it. Bagstad will throw on first down. Fires to the far side. He's got another completion to Alleman. Jasper Alleman coming alive here in the fourth quarter for the Crusaders. Becoming his go-to man. That's enough for a first down. That's out to the 40, out to the 30. It's now a first down and 10 at the 30. 233. On the clock. Again, one timeout left for Edgewood as they trail by 423-19 to the Elcats of Lake Mills. Two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. Bagstad's going to throw again. Fires deep down the middle of the field, and it's incomplete. Nearly intercepted. Nice diving attempt there. As Alex Breaker. He, he had the ball going to the turf, but he couldn't hang on to it as he hit the turf and the ball just hit off of his chest. So it'll be incomplete, and it'll be second down and 10. 
Bagstad, earlier in the game, we saw a lot of underthrown passes. That time he overthrew his receiver just a little bit and nearly had an intercept it. Bagstad in the pistol on second and 10 at his own 30. 2.28 on the clock now. And it'll go play action. Quick screen to the far sideline, and it's incomplete. Off of the shoulder pads of A.J. Charles. So that took four seconds off the clock, and now it's third down and ten. Obviously, Dennis, if you're Edgewood, you've got two tries to try and get this first down. Yep, it's four down territory. You're going for it. So, and you got one timeout left if you got to burn it to get get that last play in. You got to keep the sticks going. You got to keep this drive alive. Uh, turn it over to Lake Mills. They'll run the clock out. Bagstad in the gun. He's got Paulus wide to the left. He's going to drop back to pass. Fires over to the right side. Oh, and that's incomplete please. at the ankles of Jasper Alleman. Now it's fourth down and 10. 2.20 left on the clock. Only one timeout left for Edgewood as they trail 23 to 19. Wow. Right down to the end. We always get good ones, don't we, uh, Hunter? We really do. And I'm okay with it. Another good game down to the end. And next week we have Verona and Middleton. That's going to be a battle. Yeah, those those two schools, they only dislike each other just a little bit. Fourth down and 10 at their own 30 for Gannon Bagstad, the sophomore quarterback of Edgewood. Play action. Rolls out to his right. He's going to heave it deep down the far sideline. Alleman off his hands. Incomplete turnover on downs. Nearly had a huge completion down the sideline. Yeah, double coverage out there. He had 18, uh, Max uh, Rodebush and uh, Caden Smolinski on the coverage there. there not a lot of room to put that one in there. It's a good attempt for Edgewood, but ball goes over and downs. So there's still hope if you're an Edgewood Crusaders fan with 2.13 remaining here on the clock and one timeout left. You just got to really try and get some stops and no gains or if for some reason lake mills decides to throw the ball knock it down and get yeah. the incompletions they're going to just try to run the ball here run yeah. the clock out uh use the timeout and then reset the clock lake mills has done a great job of ma- of just milking the clock taking their time in the huddle no rush wolene hands it off up the middle to murphy Murphy's able to pick up four yards, get the clock running. So we're down to two minutes left now in the game. Again, Lake Mills, like you said, Dennis, they're just going to let this clock run down and let it keep ticking away as we're down to a minute 45, make a couple of substitutions, and they're going to even completely huddle up. So no need to even try and move things a little quickly with the hand signals. Just sub a player in and out and have them bring in the play call from the sideline to eat up more clock. So it's 90 seconds, and Stenbroten will be in at quarterback in the shotgun. He'll take it over to his left, runs into a pile of defenders, and he is stopped for a gain of two. Makes it third down and six. Edgewood timeout. 
So Edgewood has no timeouts left. Neither does Lake Mills with a minute 22 to go in this game. So Dennis, got a big third down here coming up for this Edgewood defense. But then if you're Lake Mills here, I've got to imagine you just you're okay with kind of running the same exact play you did. And if you don't get the first down, oh well. See if you can't just rely on your defense to get the last stop of the game. Two words. Ball security. <laughs> Take care of the football, guys. Don't do anything cute. If you hand off or just put the ball in the quarterback's hands and run a play. You don't want to do anything fancy here. You don't want to turn over and give Edgewood any kind of an edge. High school football, anything can happen. So what you're saying is you, you, you don't think that Lake Mills should try the – the backward double pass that we saw from Nebraska last night? No. A minute 22 remains on the clock. Lake Mills leads Edgewood 23-19. to Neither team has any timeouts. It's a third and, down and six at the Edgewood 25. Guess who's in the backfield? Who's going to take the snap? Matthew Stenbrotten is in at quarterback, and he's just going to take it straight ahead, spins off a defender, He's going to get close, close to, the, to the, first the first down. They still haven't signaled for it yet, but there the chains move. And that's it. And that is going to seal the game. So, you know, you always say it, Dennis, big-time players, they make big-time plays in big-time games. And Matthew Stenbrotten, he's done it tonight for the Lake Mills L-Cats, as he had a 27-yard touchdown catch. He also had a second touchdown reception and then gets the game-sealing first-down run. Put, put him in a bubble during the week. you got to keep this kid healthy on the field. But uh, I'll tell you, watching this Lake Mills team, I really liked what uh, Dom Kelly brings to the uh, offense. And uh, Cooper Murphy has done a great job running the football. And for a freshman, I mean, Tyler Woleen, I'm, I'm impressed uh, with poise out there he showed uh, i think the use of the timeouts for lake mills was really key mm-hmm. during this game yeah, they didn't allow any mistakes on like a, 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 a you know pre-snap penalties anything like that and here the after last week's uh loss lake mills is really pumped here the Alcats going home now it'll be a short bus ride tonight yeah that trip down i-94 is going to seem like it's just a quick jaunt back over to the Everlight Solar Studios for us. It's like across the street. <laughs> just right across the street. It helps when you get, go home with a win like the Lake Mills L-Cats will be as they take down the Edgewood Crusaders 23-19, to our final score. Give Edgewood credit the second half. Mm-hmm. The first half offensively, they really struggled. Didn't even get the ball in the, the red zone. They got down there close, but second half, they made some great plays. Found, I think, some potential playmakers for this team. And, uh, again, having to replace all those skill players in the backfield, you know, it really takes some time to get that, uh, that in sync, to kind of get that feeling that you're all on the same page. So there's some good things in the film. They got beat on some pass plays on defense. I'm sure they'll try to clean up. Uh, but for Edgewood, uh, you know, it's not about the dog in the fight. It's about the fight in the dog. 
And the dog was fighting right down to the end here for Edgewood tonight. So give the Crusaders credit. But just a great high school football game for Lake Mills and Edgewood. And for Lake Mills, who's lost the last couple times they played. And now these teams won't play each other after this year. Lake Mills will be in the capital. And Edgewood goes to the Badger Small starting in 2024. So uh, for Lake Mills, they're pretty happy to come to Edgewood's turf. Not that this is their home field since they can't play on their mm-hmm. field at home. I'll get that dig in there, the neighborhood once again. But, uh, yeah, I'll give uh, Edgewood uh, a lot of good fight in the second half. Jesse Norris has got some good things to build on. And uh, for the Alcats, boy, when you when you have a player coming in like Sten Broden and, and you talk about him, you hope that he can deliver. He over-delivered tonight. Uh, just made some great big plays. But a lot of help from his teammates. It's not a one-man team. But when your big dog makes the plays, you got to feel pretty good. Uh, your hardest worker is your best player, and that's it. So congrats to the LCATs. Again, 23-19, to 19, our final score. We're going to just take a quick timeout, and then when we come back, we will have the Stoughton Trailers final haul of the game. As it was 23-19, to 19, the Lake Mills Cats take down the Crusaders of Edgewood. As this is Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Time for me to fly. It is indeed almost time for us to fly, Dennis Summerow, as it was a 23-19 final score. The Lake Mills Cats take down the Edgewood Crusaders. As it's now time for our Stoughton Trailers final haul of the game since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits, plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovations, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to STO jobs.com to apply today on behalf of Stoughton Trailers. Best of luck to all the participants in today's game. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. So Dennis, your final thoughts on this game that for a moment we thought was going to be a bit of a blowout as it was a 23 to 7 score into the second half lake mills was on top but then all of a sudden edgewood was able to at least crawl back into the game and make it close here in the fourth quarter well three touchdown passes for uh, the quarterback for uh, woline tonight uh big night uh, for for tyler uh just his third start as a freshman here but uh, when you got a big play guy, unofficially, uh, Matt Stenbrunton, seven catches, 176 yards, had a 27-yard touchdown pass reception to open it up, and then a big 21-yarder, which actually, uh, that was the difference. That put him up over 20, and they end up winning 23-19. to 19. So you like his numbers. And then uh, the Wildcat, seven for 35. With his size, uh, you give him some, some selective carries in the game. Mm-hmm. Again, you got a horse, you want to ride him, but you don't want to have him hit by too many plays. They're getting too many hits out there. But when they needed a big one, the quarterback just threw it up, and he could go get it. So it's 6-3, and you can see uh, he's a pretty good basketball player too. Yeah, he's, it'll uh, be. He's, he's going to probably average double-double du- double points and rebounds for the Cats basketball team which is going to be really good this winter by the way and uh, he'll be one of the senior leaders of that team but for right now for football 
Uh, he was everything and more than we expected tonight. It'll be definitely it'll definitely be exciting to see him uh, play basketball later on this school year. Again, twenty three to nineteen, the Lake Mills Elcats take down the Crusaders of Edgewood. As this has been Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania, and for nearly fifty years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you. Time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or maybe even a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. 23-19, our final score. We'll send it back to the Everlight Solar Studios to Riley Yauk as he'll give you some final scores from around the area tonight. I want to say thank you, of course, to the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau, as well as Ryan Woolersheim, apparently the captain now of our video broadcasts here tonight. And then Alex Gravatt, the producer back at the studio, our audio engineer, Chuck Stanger, and then... Riley Yauk, who will take it away and give you the final scores from around the area. This has been Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. We're on the Packers. Jordan Love is going to be fine because we're on Wisconsin sports. I don't have any kind of lack of faith that Jordan Love is not going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Nobody covers the green and gold like 100.5 ESPN. Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. We just have an amazing lineup of songs tonight. I love Heads Carolina Tales California. Absolute banger. My name is Riley Yauk, and I am here to give you the scores from around the area. Lots of finals and lots of games in the fourth quarter or overtime, as I will get to shortly. We will start in the Big 8 Conference. And also a great note, thank you to our audio producer, Alex Gravatt, who did this last year. He gave me some sites to use to find scores. So we now have scores for every single area game. Thank you very much, G. Also, shout out my parents who gave me the Milton scores earlier before I found the live stream. Anyway, starting in the Big 8, Janesville Craig in the fourth quarter. They're about to wrap up a 32-7 victory unless... There are any garbage time touchdowns in that one. The highlight, Levi Booker had a 51-yard touchdown reception earlier to put the game out of reach for the Cougars. Verona, the Wildcats, demolished the Pergolders from Madison East 43 to nothing. That game is over. Madison Memorial stormed back after being down 9-7 against Janesville Parker. That game is nearing its conclusion in the fourth as well. And then finally, Middleton threw a shutout against Madison LaFollette and scored a ton of points to boot. They won 48-0. to Moving on to the Badger Large as my Milton Redhawks, man. I am watching this live stream with bated breath as an overtime. Let's go! I'm trying not to yell and ruin your ears on the radio, but Milton in overtime. They let the Oregon Panthers come back. They got possession first. They just scored a touchdown to go up 27-21, to pending the extra point, which is up, and it is good. So... My Milton Redhawks, maybe not your Milton Redhawks, are up 28 to 21 over the Oregon Panthers in overtime. Congrats to the Panthers for getting it to overtime. We'll see if they can answer. 
Lots of good games around the area today. One that wasn't so good, Wanakee, the Warriors, knocked off the Sun Prairie East Cardinals by a score of 31-0. to Another game that is about to end but hasn't quite hit final yet is Sun Prairie West defeating or will be defeating the Watertown Goslings 24-7. to On to the Badgers small as Monona Grove and Stoughton somehow just reached the fourth quarter. I don't know how that game is moving so slow. It is absolutely insane. But they just hit the fourth quarter. No running clock. Monona Grove, though, has it in hand currently, leading the Vikings 35-14. to Moving on, Mount Hora Barneveld in control as well in the fourth quarter over the DeForest Norskies, 42-22. to And the Sauk Prairie Eagles defeated Portage by a score of 26-0. Another shutout there. And then in the Badger crossover between the large and the small, Beaver Dam had absolutely no problems with the Fort Atkinson Blackhawks. They won by an absolute drubbing of 50-13. Then in the Capital Conference, you heard the one right here on ESPN 100.5. Lake Mills 23, Edgewood 19. Great game right across the Street at Bree Stevens. Then Columbus demolished Bigfoot by a score of 58 to 12. Uh, Bigfoot's live stream, I really appreciate the fact that they did live stream. However, they don't have a score bug. They don't even show like a really grainy video of the scoreboard. So I had to type in the live stream, what's the score? And thankfully, a good Samaritan let me know right before the game ended. 58-12, your final there. And another game that is about to reach its final, Lodi up 28-15. to Lakeside Lutheran still has an outside chance, but not really. The Blue Devils will most likely take care of business in that one. In the Eastern Suburban Conference, a great game between Marshall and thank you to our market manager, Tom Olsen. And for correcting me on this, it's Horicon Hustaford. Hustaford, like the word hue, a hue of a color. Marshall defeated Horicon Hustaford by a score of 44 to 34. That was a barn burner. Wish I could have watched it. And then finally, in the Rock Valley Conference, Evansville knocked off Edgerton, a very feisty Edgerton team at that. They were up 21 to 7 at one point, ended up staving off the Crimson Tide, winning by a score of 21-19, to thanks to three touchdown runs by Wyatt Nelson. And finally, man, I feel bad, especially now that one of my friends has met the quarterback for the McFarland Spartans. They have really struggled to start this season. They fall to 0-3 at the hands of the Monroe Cheesemakers, the final in that one, 59-7. to Poor McFarland. Hopefully they can right the ship here at some point. And Monroe gets back on track after losing to Mount Hora Barneveld last week. You heard that one here on 100.5 ESPN. And let me get one more quick update. Oregon is driving there inside the 15 of Milton right now. But we're going to take... One more break. I will wrap up Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania when we return with hopefully all the finals from the area. Once again, you're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Take the long, strange trip with Scalzo and Brust. Weekdays from 4 to 6. She bought a trash can. Goes out to 
This one goes out to the one Welcome back to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. As for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. As now we have... Almost a final for every game. I mean, I could guess a couple finals. I couldn't quite scrounge up the scores in the break, but some amazing ones for you momentarily. And starting with Janesville Craig over Madison West, I was trying to listen to the WCLO broadcast, but unfortunately they would not say the score, so I'm not sure if that game is concluded, but Craig had it very much in hand at 32-7, to so we're going to assume that one is open and shut. We are in the Big 8 Conference. Still Verona knocks off Madison East by a score of 43-0. to Not close. Janesville Parker, after being up 9-7 over Madison Memorial, ends up losing, giving up 14 unanswered points. And according to the Craig broadcast, you know they love dunking on Parker any chance they get. They were gleefully letting their audience know that Parker had two touchdowns called back on penalties, which would have been the difference in that one. Very unfortunate result for the Parker Vikings, but hey, that's what you get for beating Milton last week. What goes around comes around, baby. Anyways, moving on to Middleton. They destroyed Madison LaFollette. Another shutout by a score of 48-0. And moving on to the Badger Large. Oh, we have a final, folks. We totally have a final as the Milton Redhawks knock off the Oregon Panthers in overtime by a score of 28 to 27. Oregon went with the gutsy play and tried to win it after they scored a touchdown and the pass fell incomplete. The Redhawks moved the 2 and 1 on the season. Those Milton Redhawks, man, they're falling in line. They're really on the beam. They're hitting the sky. Let's go. That's part of the fight song for all you Milton alum out there. Anyways, moving on. Let's go. I'm excited now. I haven't been this excited about high school football since I was in high school. Let's go. Moving on. Wanakee knocks off Sun Prairie East, the third shutout of the evening. Actually, we're going to have four shutouts for you. That is three of four, 31 to nothing over Sun Prairie East. Sun Prairie West takes down Watertown by a score of 24 to 7. Monona Grove and Stoughton, that game is just stuck in purgatory right now. 42, oh, as I tune into the live stream, make it 48 to 14. Monona Grove just tacked on some insult to injury over the Vikings. That game is about over. They should be hitting the running clock now. And hopefully we'll wrap up soon for all the fans out there. And then Mount Hora Barneveld versus DeForest. Couldn't quite wrangle a final for that one, but... Mount Hora Barneveld had it in hand at 42 to 22 in the fourth. We can assume the Vikings took that one. And finally, the fourth of four shutouts. Sauk Prairie defeated Portage by a score of 26 to 0. That's the Badger Small for you. Badger crossover. Beaver Dam had no problems with Fort Atkinson defeating the Blackhawks by a score of 50 to 13. You could have listened to that one on 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam. 
And in the Capital Conference, the Columbus Redbirds, the Cardinals, knock off Bigfoot by a score of 58 to 12. Shout out the lady in the Bigfoot live stream for letting me know that score as the game ended. Columbus moves to 3 0. Bigfoot falls to 0 3. You heard it right here on 100.5 ESPN. Lake Mills, the Elcats hang on to defeat the Edgewood Crusaders 23 19. Great game. Shout out Hunter Vaughn and the Dean Dennis Semrau on a fantastic call of that one. Lodi, that game went final. They defeated Lakeside Lutheran by a score of 28-15, to a pesky Lakeside Lutheran team. They were making it interesting there at the end. And then in the Eastern Suburban Conference, Marshall, they defeat Horicon Husterford by a score of 44-34. to They improved to 3-0 on the season. Horicon Husterford, I believe the Falcons, at least the Husterford Falcons, Fall to one and two. And finally, in the Rock Valley Conference, Evansville defeats Edgerton, a very feisty Edgerton team at that. They stave off a comeback. They were up 21 to 7 early on. They win 21 to 19 on the back of Wyatt Nelson, who scored three touchdown runs. And the very last score of the evening, a very unfortunate score if you are a McFarland Spartan out there. Monroe, the Cheesemakers, defeat McFarland by a score of 59-7. to And that will do it for myself. Thank you very much again to Alex Gravatt, Chuck Stanger, Ryan Wollersheim on audio and video. The Dean, Dennis Semrau, and Hunter Vaughn had the call. I am Riley Yauk signing off. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. God bless and have a great night, folks.